just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Sophie and I've seen One Tree Hill almost 20 times. Wow, mic drop. (laughs) And tonight's episode for debate is season four, episode 10, Songs to Love and Die By. This is it. This is like the most anticipated episode, anticipated moment of all time, surely. Like, nothing has been more important than this in the world, ever. I like drugs more than I like pain. <laughs> because, well, Sophia's bush has like a... Sophia's bush <laughs> has a history there. That's exactly what you just said. <laughs> Get that out on a fucking t-shirt. That wasn't <laughs> what I meant. I will write that one myself. So honey, put the pen down. I've got this. I reckon Mouse got a wang on him, hasn't he? He's got a massive <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah, because that's why Erica Marsh left him. Which one's which? Well, you're going to have to be Lucas because, you know, you're identical. And I'll be Haley because, you know, I'm talented. <laughs> I could be the mayor and you could be the cocaine I try and snort you or you be done I'll be Deb and I'll taser you (laughs) your face then (laughs) such disappointment why do I have to always be tased in the airport in the gate to go home (laughs) I looked across and his legs were slightly open and his balls were hanging out (laughs) in the airport (laughs) I see is that is that a pigeon? Is that a pigeon? Come here. Come here. Now say it with some bass in your voice. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. You know, we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. O T H what? Sing away. O T H what? Ravens, <laughs> Ravens. Call me Colonel now, you little ungrateful bastard. <laughs> Call me it before I get your dad on the phone and we we'll have a thirty-minute conversation. <laughs> and only ten words have been exchanged. It will be about how ungrateful you are for the opportunity to be on this platform, which is the People's Podcast, which is O T H what? O T H Ravens. Appearances. Keeping up appearances. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. That was really good. Talking to myself. <laughs> Nicky! Nicky! We don't have sex scenes like this in One Tree Hill. Like, this was, like, in terms of they were literally in bed, you know, humping. Um, <laughs> you know why, Simon? Why? Because fuck you, Dom. <laughs> <gasps> I 
I raise my hand and be like, um, Mr. Michael Murray, it's, I'm a long-time fan. Wonderful to be here. Season 3, episode 13, uh, you, uh, as Lucas, had to hump Brooke and kind of just did this weird friction like that. I made this noise. Can you hear that? Yeah. That's that's what you did. It was horrendous. Um, how did that feel, being a divorced couple, having to, to basically dry hump on another one set? Uh, can I check? Do you love dongs? <laughs> you must love dongs to be in this pit. No, but do heroin, drink a Diet Coke, and have a cigarette. That was my right. diet. Yeah. Pretty much, that's it. It wasn't a walk, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm glad I came on this walk with you." It wasn't a walk. It wasn't. It was barely even a stroll. He practically rolled out of fucking bed and ended up on a bench outside the fucking cabin or whatever it is. Oh my god, he actually has. Full flute. What we celebrate today? Oh fuck it, it's Wednesday. I'm gonna bang in some champagne. La de fucking da. <laughs> Tell you what, Keith does not manscape at all. He just naturally is just perfectly contoured down there. It just it falls into place. <laughs> so hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 4, Episode 10, Songs to Love and Die By, Sophie... We are here. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. People may be wondering, where's Dom? Why is Dom not here? Well, due to scheduling conflicts, Dom will be here in about an hour's time, and then Sophie actually has to go in an hour's time. And this is not the f- this is not the first time this has happened to you, which made me ask Dom if he hates you, which he confirmed that he doesn't. So he, he in fact loves you so much that he is concerned that if you are on the podcast at the same time, the world might implode or something like that. Mm, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he just didn't want to be ganged up on with two Lucas fans in the room. That was my theory. That, okay, that makes more sense. Mm, that makes much yeah. more sense. Yeah. Well... Before we get into Lucasisms and the world of One Tree Hill, have your top five TV shows changed? And I can't remember if last time you were on, if you were, you know, like had the Sith, because we made the rule that One Tree Hill, you get that automatically, so you can have five more. Mm-hmm. So they have actually. Um, I've had to take Lost out of my top five. Oh my gosh. That was, that's like. I remember having a great lost conversation with you. I'm devastated by this. Okay, <laughs> you're going to have to be really good to have replaced Lost. Well, luckily, it's because it's replaced by This Is Us. Okay, I'll accept yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I've just rewatched This Is Us for the third time, coming up to the new season, and I just watched the whole thing, and then I was like, no, this is top five material. Yeah, that's that's real. It is it's it's entered my top five. I can't remember what I sacrificed for it, but it yeah, it's so good. Are you watching it week by week now? So I actually I've seen the first two episodes of the latest season, but I can't watch I think the other four. Because in Australia it hasn't come out yet. <gasps> oh wow. They're keeping you behind. I know. And I just don't know any illegal streaming websites like I used to. (laughs) 
Dom knows all of them, allegedly. So Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him I'll ask him to fire you over a message. But mm. um yeah, that's um yeah, that it's a really good show. So okay, so that's one. What are your other reminders of your other four or what else is in there? The O C Scrubs How I Met Your Mother and Friends. Okay, yeah, these are classics. These are all things. Yeah. It's interesting to get the consensus of what we're hearing over again from different people. And yeah. I guess because the One Tree Hill audience, it's like what shows accompany it. So, like, Friends is in there a lot, and uh, the OC, of course, and then I guess some other ones. Like, I think Gilmore Girls comes up a lot. I know you didn't just say that, but yeah. Oh, I love Gilmore Girls. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think vampire it's Diaries, that, um... that comes up a lot. Oh, yeah, Vampire Diaries is so good as well. <laughs> um, it surprises me that more people don't like the OC, like more One Tree Hill fans. I feel like not yeah, many people that... have said that. Yeah, maybe that's like a thing of from back in the day when they were kind of like against each other and you were either in one camp or the other. Maybe some people just haven't been able to shake that off yet, you know? Because mm. I've always just thought if you love One Tree Hill, you have to love the OC. They're like the same for mm. me. Mm. Right. Wait, which one do you prefer? You can I've been be battling honest. with this for the past 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't choose between them. I feel like whichever one I'm watching at the time, I think I love that one more. But Which one have you watched back the most? Maybe the OC. But it's shorter. It's only four seasons. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Because I've probably seen the first four seasons of One Tree Hill the same amount of times. But hmm, probably right. a five. And when you say you've seen One Tree Hill 20 times, I mean, that is that is phenomenal. I, I don't know if we've had anyone say that they've watched it more than that. I think you might be the winner. But, I mean, are you saying how many times have you watched it all the way season one to season nine? Yeah, so season nine, maybe five times to season nine. Okay. But I've seen... I think I've seen one to four the most and then like probably almost 20 times and then five and six isn't too much below that. Um, so this was back in the day when you would hire DVDs from the yeah. video shop. <laughs> and yep. yeah, I was like 12 and pretty much all throughout high school, I would just always every week just keep hiring on Tree Hill. <laughs> so yeah, and I would just watch it probably at least once a year. So I like that. I like be... the idea of like the clerks in Blockbuster or whatever, just like here she comes again. Yeah. One Tree Hill girl's back. <laughs> no, I literally remember one time he was like, "Do you want me to like, you know, suggest other shows for you to watch?" And I was like, "No, okay. <laughs> I like what I like." Yeah. Or do you maybe want to buy this? Like, you're actually we're making so much profit <laughs> out of you. You'd be better off just buying the box set. You know. Yeah. Or do, do you own the box sets now? Like, even though they're streaming places, do you still own the oh, physical yeah. media? Yeah. I feel like I could never get rid of that, even though it's in a box and you know, can't really use it anymore. 
I've had this thing uh, with Lex where we've discussed, like, we like having physical media in case there was ever, like, the whole world went into an apocalypse. And which, which, hey, with all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, it doesn't even that far-fetched. But And then somehow there's no internet. But you still have electricity. We're imagining you still have electricity. Then you need your DVDs because otherwise, what are you going to do, you know? Exactly. No, I've definitely considered that as well. It's going to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then what about a bad movie that you love? I don't know. I was trying to think of this. Um, pretty much any early 2000s rom-com. I imagine a lot of people would consider maybe bad. But I think last time I said the Charlie's Angels movie, the mm-hmm. 2000s one. But then I was thinking like, I think they're really good movies. Maybe people wouldn't see that. I just saw Drew Barrymore, friend of the show, that she... Um, <laughs> got to plug that. Got to throw that in there. Um, she had put International Women's Day post out the other day uh, and it had it was a picture of her with Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu like from their Charlie's Angels days. Oh, that's good. I liked it. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I love that. Nice. Iconic. Excellent. Well, Drew Barrymore has some good, like, some great bad movies, like uh, F Loves Never Been Kissed, and I love it as well, to be real. You like that Me one? Me too. Yeah, Ari, what's that? I, I think uh, last year. Right, and it's not bad. Like, that's the whole thing, is they're not bad movies, but if... Because my favourite movies are what you might classify as bad movies, but they're bad as in they're never winning any Oscars or anything. You know, mm. like I'm like Happy Gilmore is never going to win win an Oscar, but I've still seen it like forty times. You know, yeah, for sure. Nice. And is it was it actually Blockbuster that you were renting these videos from? We did have Blockbuster, but I think the one I went to was called Civic Video. Okay. Might just be an Australian thing. No, yeah, I, I, I think we only really had Blockbuster here. I actually, in my student days, I worked in Blockbuster, and it was just the best job. I loved it. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's when I, I got introduced to the OC first by looking at the box. Because you'd get free rentals. You'd get 10 a week. You could rent 10 things a week. And so I used to rent... The I rented the OC box set, and if I hadn't finished it, I would then like one of my friends that also worked there. I then just rent it on their account for a week, you know. So oh, yeah. I just continually, I would just it would never be in the store because I would just have it. But uh, yeah, and then it was about a year later that I discovered One Tree Hill when rewatching the OC, and I like bought them on Amazon, and then it was like the the recommended thing was like, oh, if you like the OC, you probably like One Tree Hill. And here we are. Now we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like Dom, that's like his, you know, ideal job. I feel like that's his calling to work in a DVD store. With the 10 free, you know, selections every week. That wouldn't be enough it. for him. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be enough. He would need more. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you know what? Okay, I've, we have, we've never discussed this. 
And this, so this is interesting to put out, particularly because he isn't here. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure he would be fine with me saying. But Dom and I actually wrote a screenplay together about 10 years ago, like a long time ago. But I still have it. I still have the... It was like a Word document of a... Um, the screenplay was based around people working in a movie, a video rental store, but in current time. And it's like a dying business and, you know, no one ever comes in or anything like that. And it's about the people that work in there just like just wasting time and kind of like, you know, it's like a like sitcom but without the canned laughter, you know, kind of like a like a UK, Australian dry humour mm-hmm. kind of situation. Um but yeah, so we had we had imagined a, a like a little world like that. Maybe I should oh put God. it on Patreon if he if he likes it. If he's okay with it, maybe I'll share the word document on Patreon and people can read it. Yeah. And see what they think. I would for sure watch that. I feel like maybe you could do like a special episode where you talk about it. Like, so I'm not oh, read it in a long good. time. Like, maybe you could kind of go through it together. Neat. Oh, that's a good idea. Neither of us have, would have read it for years. Like, I just have it on a hard drive, like, from, you know, just from years and years and years ago. Um, but a lot of it, it was on things that happened when I worked in Blockbuster. Like, it was like little stories, but put into one. And we just wrote the first episode, and we called it The Dropbox, because at <laughs> Blockbuster, they had the Dropbox where you'd put things in. But when I worked there... It was on a high street in like in a city, and so drunk people would go past and just like post like random shit. Like people, like someone posted like a kebab once, you know, or like people would just put horrible things in there. And so the idea was every episode would start with someone opening the Dropbox to get all the DVDs and there'd be something in there. And you'd be like, how did it get in there? And at the end of the episode, you like see the CCTV and you can see who actually put it in there. And the idea was like, that was how you sort of bookend each episode. But yeah, that, that would be an int- that'd be That would be fun. If people are interested, if, if enough people... if. If more than two people comment on Patreon below, and Sophie, you can't count, unfortunately, because then we'll do it if more than two people do. No, I love that. You should definitely do it. Sounds genius. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's terrible, but thank you. Well, let's talk about One Tree Hill because there's this episode is huge, um, and yeah, I want to get in as much into it as much, with you as much as possible obviously you chose this episode in particular so does it have sort of special meaning to you or you, it's one of your favorites or why did you choose this one in season four yeah definitely it's one of my favorite episodes um i just love the whole message behind it i guess um just you know because lucas's journey is just about um like how like all the things that he does actually has an impact and I love um, in TV shows when they kind of go back and show you, um, like, what would have happened differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one has just always stuck out for me. It's it's a really it's really enjoyable and really good. And I, when we were watching it on the watch along, I was thinking, I kept thinking, oh, what's Dom going to be thinking of this? Because he doesn't like the 
what he would call a filler episode or it being like you know like the topsy-turvy one as we've <laughs> christened it in the uh or crowned it from season two but i don't think this is filler at all because it's moving lucas forward but it's also helping to reconcile some things within his past and then beyond that it's all it, the things are happening in present time in the episode as well you know it's not like in the episode where lucas and nathan switch roles um that that is like the whole pretty much the whole episode by like five minutes to the end where in this one we're weaving into things that are actually happening with characters outside of lucas in his coma or whatever as well as uh you know what's going on in his head so i would would you say that what would be your argument if don was sat here right now and said that it was a filler episode no, I completely agree with that. That's what I thought as well. I don't think it is filler because, like, you know, what happened at the end of the last episode was huge. And you need we needed this episode to kind of, like, stay in that place kind of thing, like that scene. Whereas, like, you know, it couldn't just go to the next episode and then, you know, it's like a few weeks later after the accident. Like, I'm glad that we've kind of, like, stayed in that, like, that night after kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. If too much time had passed, it would feel like they've they've robbed us. Like we need to yeah. see what's going on in mm. in all of this. Uh, I just thought of it then. Oh, I guess Deb is in rehab, right? But um, so maybe Deb doesn't even know that this has happened. Yeah. Right, well, what what this episode reminded me of? Are you are you a fan of the Back to the Future movies? I have seen them once, a couple of years <laughs> ago. My boyfriend showed them to me for the first time. But... Okay, well, well, in the second one, there's this was very reminiscent. I thought, like, I wonder if um, Mark Swan, who wrote it, oh god, we have to talk about that rap. I know. I always forget that he's in it, and then when I was rewatching it, I was like, oh. "Yeah, we'll get to him. We'll get to him." But uh, I, I think he's taken some influence from Back to the Future in like a good way, like because like that—that's of the Back to the Future movies. That's my favorite one. I like. I love it. It was a big mm-hmm. one for me when I was a kid and all throughout my life. But. Uh, there's elements of it, especially at the beginning when Keith's there and, you know, when Keith sort of pushes Lucas to the side because the hospital gurney's, like, coming through. Like, those elements are very similar to, like, story beats and things that happen in the second Back to the Future and also the point of, like what you were saying, it's different, but Doc is showing Marty that, hey, if you, uh, when you, if you were in this accident and he's not showing he finds out that but if you're in this car accident this is what happened to you you become a douchebag basically and you have a family you're not a great dad and whatever else right um where actually if you don't have this accident you can go on a different path and it's kind of similar in what his in that sort of way that they're showing he's showing lucas but i mean can you remember when you first saw it did you were you expecting it to be keith like was that a good twist i can't remember but i definitely that it is i'm sure i was shocked <laughs> <laughs> well and uh this is going to be a big topic for debate i guess or an interesting topic for debate would you do you count this as lucas is dreaming 
in a coma or do you count this as this is uh him being in like a maybe a purgatory situation is in between maybe going to the other side maybe not you know or like a sort of premonition where keith is visiting him is it a dream or is it some sort of more spiritual encounter because i guess by the end of it by the end of the episode it is like it's kind of just like a dream like by the time we go back to lucas and and he wakes up, it is kind of like that he's just dreamt all of that. But um, I don't know, I kind of like to believe that it's something more than that. Why? Because uh, I have this feeling that that's what Dom's going to think, is that it's a dream, where I actually think... Yeah. And Dom was saying on the watch-along uh, afterwards, so when we do the watch-along, I always I ask him what did he think for a brief, a brief paragraph of what he thinks, and... Somebody, Magdalena said, Magdalena said it would have been cool if they'd brought, if Glenda was in it, in, in like sort of the goth sort of outfit and whatever, when he, when he saw Brooke, right? Or something like that. And Dom said, well, because this was, because this is a dream happening in Lucas's head, well, we haven't seen Lucas interact with Glenda, so he wouldn't be able to have her in his dream. And my sort of argument to that is, but it's not a dream. I think I think it's it's a some sort of spiritual encounter, which means. And I was looking for, is there any information in this that Keith gives that Lucas doesn't know? You know, because then that would counter that argument that it can only be information that Lucas has to because because it, it's a dream within his own mind. And I think that there is because Keith tells. Lucas definitively that he didn't rescue Nathan when he was underwater in the you know in the car crash but only but Lucas wouldn't be able to know that information you know yeah that is yeah no that's so true or you could say that that is what Lucas actually believes like he believes that (laughs) that Nathan was strong enough to save himself but Okay. Okay. Well, well. What about? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I need to watch it again. Well, yeah. the people in the comments, let us know. Maybe I should put a poll out on uh, Patreon to see what people think. Whether this is a dream or this is some sort of spiritual encounter. Because I mean, Lucas decides. We're sort of jumping all over the place here, but Lucas <laughs> decides to go back, right? to go back to his life, to not go to the other side or to heaven or wherever mm. it's going to be. And he gets, you know, shocked and back he goes. But I think that, and then the shock, of course, is the yeah. uh, defibrillator. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. The, the, zzz, the shocky thing in the emergencies. And so, uh, but you don't ever, you don't ever know the end of a dream right a dream never ends like this is like a fact nobody ever finishes a dream you always wake up and there's more dream to be had right mm, yeah. this is true you've never finished a dream sophie i'm telling you a fact because nobody has but lucas finished his dream because it wasn't a dream it was a spiritual encounter and he made a decision to come back to life mm. this is a very good point mm. 
Can we okay. call it one all? You got yeah. you got me on the on the key yeah. thing. I'll have you on that. We'll call it a tie, and then we'll put it to the people to see what they think. Mm. What's Dom? No. Oh wait, no. I know what Dom's going to say. <laughs> yeah. Dom has no soul. It will be that it was it was a dream. It means nothing, and that lo- <laughs> and that is you know, Mister Cynical will say the key's whole thing is. What you do matters, Don will say. It doesn't matter. It's, we're all going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> okay, well, who do you want to talk about? Or do you want to do you want to talk about Lucas and Keith's part? Or do you want to talk about the stuff that was happening in real time? Hmm. Um, yeah, we could do Lucas and Keith. But um, I also don't want to take that away from Don as well. But I guess you guys will recount it when he comes. Yeah, we talk about anyone you want because we'll I'll talk to him about it as well when he gets here. So don't don't worry about that. Yeah, sure. This episode's kinda weird. I feel like um everyone's kinda like grouped together. And there isn't really much like individual characters, I suppose. But, um Yeah. Yeah, because you've got well, well Haley's unconscious. You've got you've got Nathan kind of going through his own his own thing. And then I guess Brooke and Peyton, you can kind of look at as together. They're kind of tied together, though speaking to Lucas separately. Mm. And then, yeah, uh, Lucas and Keith, right? Oh, and Dan, of course. Oh, Dan. yeah. Yeah. Actually, we could start with um, Peyton and Brooke. Okay. Let's start with Peyton and Brooke. Can I just say something about Brooke that was really evident to me in this in this episode, but also... On this rewatch, potentially because we're doing it slower, where normally I'm like binging through them um, one after the other, but because it's one, we sit with that episode for a whole week, right? Um, wait, hang on. You just took a sip from a coffee and it had your name on it. Is that to say that you've been outside today already? Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a coffee shop just across the road where I live, so I just... It's seven in the morning. You're not allowed outside before seven in the morning. That's craziness. I'm so sorry. I should have asked you first. You should. You really really should have. (laughs) You should have emailed through. You should have messaged somehow. What what time did you wake up? Uh, Like six thirty. Only like half an hour before I came on. Yeah. But I can't do anything in life without a coffee. So it was essential. Okay, fair. I just can't believe you're up. You you get up so early. Like I I literally wait to the final minute of whenever I have to wake up. Yes. Then, well done, well done, you. But you're Thank never you. having a dream that's fit that's finishing. So yeah. it doesn't matter what time you wake up. That's true. So that's exactly why I may just get up, start the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's never the dream's never going to finish anyway. So yeah. Okay, well, yeah, something that's evident to me on this watch is that um, Brooke is a real bitch to Peyton, like, full on. Like, even there's parts in this where Peyton's saying, can we be friends again? And Brooke's like, sure, and Peyton, like it used to be? No, like it used to be, he's gone. What, why? Like, she, she's had a, a mum reintroduced, died. She had a psycho stalker guy that you know it was going to do god knows what and into her and 
you know, terrorised her, etc., etc., etc. She's had just so much tragedy and and drama and so on and so forth. And what's Brooks? And Brooks has been making it worse and worse and worse. Oh, here's the to-go box so you can screw my leftovers. Like, just fuck off, Brooke. Fuck off. I know you get better and you are, and you've been good and we all love you to a degree, but you, this <laughs> you you're a terrible friend. A terrible friend. Am, am I wrong? What do you think? No, I completely agree. And I was even thinking, like, Brooke's reaction in the first few episodes is pretty fair enough. Um, like, you know, it's the thing that she had been worried about, you know, all of season three, and then it kind of came true. But all these things that have happened, usually that, like, puts it into perspective, you know, like, oh, you know, like, this isn't important. What's important is our, like, friendship. Like, that's what matters because, you know, you don't know how much time you have, but still just like get over it yeah yeah that's that's a great point yeah especially like you know her friend has just been hit by a car and not just hit by a car like hit and like somersaulted in like a horrible car accident and then her ex-boyfriend still love interest whatever has had like a heart attack uh at the same time and still you can't just like accept an olive branch of a friendship of someone that you've been best friends with you know for like your whole life pretty much Terrible. no i know and she doesn't even apologize for what she said in the last episode you know i hate that yeah 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 that's a great point i hadn't even considered that and what she said was pretty much unforgivable oh yeah like no matter what anyone has done to you i just feel like that's just No, not not at all, not at all. And like people remember that stuff. Like I, I have a friend that he doesn't know that I know, right? But he, <laughs> I decided my kindness of forgiving him was to not let him know that I know. But uh, I've spoken about this before. But there's this infamous time where I was hor- horribly drunk in Boston, and I like yep. was like unconscious on like a bench somewhere and whatever. Well, I have. I had flashes of coming out into consciousness, right? And one of the times he was like, basically like, basically like pushing me around, like, uh, like aggressively um, and calling me, like calling me the C word and lots of this other stuff. Um, he, he smashed up my phone um, and all this other stuff. And it was out of, he wasn't drunk. It was out of like anger that he didn't know where our Airbnb was. And I did, and I couldn't communicate. Right. Mm. But anyway, my point is, is I acted like I didn't know that he did any of those things to save him, to save him really that had to save face. And he apologized to me about three months later and said, Hey, I don't know if you remember, but uh, this, that, and the other. And I was just like, oh, I don't remember, but, you know, it's all good. Um, but I can't... I still remember, and it's actually a bit of an issue. Like, when I see him and stuff, I can remember, like, his face and remember that sort of venom, you know? And it's hard to forgive. And even though, like, I have, but he... It wasn't even that bad. It wasn't like he was talking about my, like my dead relatives or anything. Um, so, yeah, I think she really needs to like pull her socks up over this stuff. Mm. 
No, I'm exactly the same. Um, especially like even if I do forgive it, I never like I'll always remember that. Like they always stick with <laughs> <to> me. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unless someone makes a real big deal to like really make it up to you or, you know, really like take ownership for it um, and responsibility, apologize and you can talk it out and then you can put it away because it's like, well, you've reconciled it together, you know. But if in like this situation, if Brooke hasn't even apologized, that's really tough. No. You, um, so with everything that happened at the end of season three, like with Brooke finding out about Peyton and admitting that she still has feelings for Lucas. Do you agree with Peyton or Brooke through that whole thing? Uh, Peyton, like the, I mean, because she was respectful and she said to Brooke, "Hey, I'm, I'm not going to go after him. I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm just being, just being honest with my feelings." And then she, she crossed the line a couple times, like Peyton yeah. did, and stuff of like, you know. Do you love him? You know, like she didn't, she doesn't have a right to ask that question. But at the same time, Brooke could have easily just answered it. And I think, so yeah, so I was on Peyton's side. Who who are you with? Oh, Team Peyton all the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it was true. Like she, um, she had that realization after the whole Jake thing. And then she was like, okay, this has happened before. I don't want to make the same mistake as last time. So I'm just going to be honest. And yeah. But, um, Little spoiler, or oh, maybe not. I was gonna say, there's a huge, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, there's a huge like Peyton and Brooke um, confrontation, I guess, in a few episodes' time. Right. And I love that. I love that speech, but that's about the damn Okay, yeah, I'm not 100% sure on which one you're talking about, but I'm sure when we're watching it, I'll be like, okay, right, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Anyway, we, we can discuss that when. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So, Brooke and Peyton. I guess it, it picks up at the beginning where Pey- uh, Brooke has come to Peyton's room to tell her that there's been an accident. It's bad, and Lucas and Haley are in the hospital. And then we we see Brooke through. What are we even going to call it? Let's just say the the Keith journey, the Keith and Lucas journey. Uh, in sort of a gothic uh, outfits or in it's like a gothic outfit and angry kind of angry with the world um I actually thought this look kind of suited her <laughs> like she was pulling it she was pulling it off what did you think yeah yeah no definitely she suits anything <laughs> I feel yeah um, yeah no I feel like even though she only had one line where she just screams get away from me like she did it yeah, she did. She, really she has like, a good scream. Whoa. Yeah, it was good. Good moment. Uh, and we see we see her again later at Peyton's grave um, because you know if Lucas hadn't gone back for her, she she would have died. And what was interesting here was the date that Peyton was born was something something nineteen nineteen eighty eight which is, that's one year younger than me and Dom. And so that actually was the first time I had reference of their age in relation to us. So they were actually like the same age as us, you know, at at the time of, you know, even though they're like probably 23, 24 in real life now. Mm. But the idea of that actually 
I've never thought of it. Actually, Lucas, Nathan, Haley, Brooke, all of them, they are like the same age. If I was to see those characters in real life, this is so stupid, but they, we would be the same age, you know? Yeah. Do you get get what I'm saying? I'm just being an idiot. No, no, because I always, um, I do this in my own life. I always compare like, um, to say like, you would have been in high school the same time as One Tree Hill was airing. So like, like 2003 yeah. and stuff, right? So, like, a high school year no, no, experience? I, oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, that is right. Because um, I was going to say, no, that's not true. But actually, it is. Because we're here in the UK, we leave school at 16 and then go to what we call college, which is basically, like, what in America, it's the the final two years of high school, but we just mm. call it different things. But yes, no, it will be the same ages. Yes. Yeah. So that's crazy. But I didn't actually watch it until I was put, I was like 22, 23. So, or 23, I think. So I think in that way, I was watching it when we were the same age as the actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. Mm. Wait. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we see her at her grave, and um, Peyton's side of it, we're we're seeing her uh, going through the as like an older woman at Lucas's grave, and that was really good. That was a good a good twist. And then we've got the the scene that we spoke about with Peyton and Brooke sitting by the bridge, and you know, trying to be friends. And that's the other part that's hard about this is Peyton's always trying to be Brooke's friend. And we haven't, we've never seen Brooke trying to be Peyton's friend. Yeah, no, that's so true. Exactly. Although, um, and then there's also that scene where Peyton's talking to Haley the same time as Brooke's talking to Lucas, which, um, I don't know why. I think one of the last times I watched this, this thought came to my mind. I was like, really? Like, they're lying here, like, on their deathbed, and all you care about is your friendship with Peyton? You know how they're just like, I need you to wake up because I need you to be there for Brooke. And it's like, what about your family, your life, your friends? Like, is that the only reason they should be waking up? It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's like it's like saying, hey, I need you to wake up so you can do me a favor. Um, you know, and actually, when you're on your way to talk to, you know, Brooke or whatever, you mind picking me up a coffee? Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, I, it's, that, is, that is crazy. But I, I do like the way it's edited together and there's like the split shot of them saying lines at the same time. It's quite, it's nice, it's filmed nicely, you know. Mm. Yeah, and it's still sweet to know that, like, they both still love each other, even if they can't work it out right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd just be nice if Brooke could show that a little bit more, you know, to Peyton, so we could... But then we have to talk about Peyton going to the record store, and then there there he is. There is is that shitbag. Now question because i just to be 100 percent sure this is the first time we've seen his face right on screen like i know he did he his voice was like on a voicemail or something once before oh he was um a fallout boys like manager when he was trying to arrange flights or something but we this is the first time we've actually seen him right yeah yeah 
And to like, I hate to give him any credit, but he actually does play it quite well. Like he seems believable as like a thirty-two-year-old that still lives at home, and yeah, you know. Yeah, no, no, I was thinking that, and I was thinking like because he he's not an actor at all, right? No. So yeah. But, um, right. Yeah, it's, it's annoying because I really like the idea of Peyton having, like, like, it makes sense that the record store, like, Peyton would know them because obviously she lives in there. So it does make sense to have that character. No. Yeah, it's weird that they did it just as a one-off. Well, yeah, for sure. And, and it, hey, it's like relates to you, like the blockbuster guys or the civic did you say would be like oh is one tree hill girl again sophie coming in to rent it it's like well he would know if she's been coming in for years and he he wrote this episode um as well and i mean i guess like i if i had written something and it was going really well i'd be like yeah i might give myself a line like just to be involved in it but i guess the what we have to take into account is the horrible connotations that we know what we know you know about him and the me too movement and everything and then the fact that you know even that that scene is with hillary burton who you know he mistreated horribly it's like it, it would be different slightly not much, but if he if that scene was like with Nathan or with Lucas, you know, or Dan or something, where it's like, okay, well, we're assuming that he wasn't monstrous towards them, but hey, we you know we don't know, maybe he had, but assume not. Um, but yeah, and it's always going to be creepy, and I I didn't I didn't know I don't think uh, for a long time that that was him. Mm. Like I just thought it was an actor, and but yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I was thinking the same thing. It's just like, oh, of course it's Hillary. Because just from, like, what I've heard, I think, like, season four was when it was, like, a really bad time for all that stuff. So. Right. Mm. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, and so, okay. And that that's kind of it for them, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and then there's just some um, that brief scene with Nathan at the start when they're trying to comfort him, like when Brooke and Peyton just rock up, which um, which actually made me think. Like I was like, I wish we had more scenes with them together, like with them with Nathan and like with the five of them together. Like we really don't get that very often. That's true. Do you think some of that is to do with? the Sophia Bush and Chad Michael Murray stuff, but then I guess not because they have loads of scenes yeah. just on their own. Yeah, I don't know why, but no, it just made me think of that. Good. That would be nice to have it's like a grounding kind of thing. You know, like, well, like not a like for like really, but in Friends, mm. you have times where they're in the TV show Friends, you have times where people, they, they go off and do their, have their storyline but then we get times with them in Central Perk or in, you know, like Rachel and Monica's apartment and they're all there, you know, and it's sort of, we're seeing the iconic group. So, yeah, that would be nice. Mm. Yeah, okay, I think good question. If you, ha- if you had to rank them five as characters from favourite to least, how would it go? Oh, it does mean it changes over the years, but... Um, Peyton is always number one for me. 
Mm-hmm. And and Lucas is always second. That's never changed. And then I think on this rewatch, I have to say I think Haley is next. Like I've loved Haley more than ever, like the more that I watch it. Um, and then Nathan and then Brooke. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but then there's a lot of book lovers <laughs> out there. Like I still love her, but... And do you get surprised by how much hate Lucas gets as a character? Yes, all the time. Like, I always thought it was one of those things that everyone loves Lucas. But, yeah, no, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Did this podcast alert you to that? Because I wasn't aware of any of that until starting this. No, it did. No, that was the same for me, too. It wasn't until the podcast that I was like, oh, Lucas. I know. I mean, why? Why is it? Why is it that you, you know, resonate with him or like him as a character? Mm-hmm. Let's give give some Lucas love here, right? Yeah, now. I know. Um, I just love that he just like always shows up for people like without an agenda. Like he genuinely like even if he gets too involved, um, you know, or butts in. I think um, some people might see it. Like it always has such good intentions. Like he genuinely cares about them, um, and. But it doesn't mean I don't think that he's a complete idiot when it comes to girls. Like, in his romantic life, it's like, oh, you're cool. But um, that's pretty accurate for a 17-year-old boy, though. Like, very accurate. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and do you know something that doesn't get said often, and I'll put this out there, is also for a 17-year-old boy that hasn't really been shown attention like that before. Because the the image that we're given is that it was him and Haley kind of in the shadows a little bit. And when he left the river court to go to the Ravens, suddenly Brooks in the backseat of his car, you know, naked and whatever. And he's getting attention and... He's on the basketball team and all the rest of it. And obviously, Hades now going on rock tours and all yeah. this other stuff. But for a 17-year-old or for, a, you know, a younger a younger male, and that, that's not to say that this means it's okay or anything, but he's, he's, he's being set up to make some poor choices, you know? For sure. And something else that I thought of the other day is that, like, it's not like he had any relationships modelled for him. Like, he didn't have, you know, both of his parents mm. together. Karen never saw anyone. Like, he was just around. So he didn't really have any examples, really. That's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. And, he, and even if you look at Keith, who's, like, his male role model, Keith didn't have girlfriends or anything, right? Because he was pining after Karen. So yeah. he, he was living that bachelor life. Wow, and then maybe that makes sense as to why, like, him and Haley never happened, like, back mm. then. Wow, never thought of that. Yeah, lone, wolf, lone wolfing it. But, and, and also, yeah, I sometimes think, do you ever think about how One Tree Hill would be if it was made today and the fact that all this, te- all of the technology that's involved? Like, as in, I imagine that adolescent boys get into even way more trouble now there's things like tinder and stuff going on and uh you know webcams and all sorts of things right like i often try and think well how would the storylines differ you know and i think they would be when you look at something like nathan got in trouble with Haley for you know looking looking at amazonian porn or whatever it was you know amazonian goddesses porn sites and whatever it's like well what do you think what do you think 
18 year old boys look at now you know when they've got the whole all of it in their their fingertips yeah fingertips probably not a good terminology for that but you know what I mean like they're yeah no 100% yeah I was just thinking how snapchat's really big amongst the kids of today like everyone's just always just sending photos yeah, there would definitely be a, a time that someone sent, a, you know, Nathan sent sent a dick pic out by accident yeah. to the, the whole cheerleading team or who knows yeah. like this. Like, yeah. that would be the storylines of today. Yeah, actually, I was thinking, like, if it was in real time, like, would Peyton actually have her own podcast? Like, for real? Oh, I think. oh what? You, you mean, like, if they were making the show, they could make... Because, you know, they released some of her podcasts on iTunes. Yeah, I have heard that. Or maybe but, Peyton would just be uploading on YouTube because a podcast is, like, very official. That's true. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, I think we've suddenly unearthed loads of things yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's... Let me get your judgments. I know we only got to speak on, uh, you know, Brooke and Peyton, really, but we spoke about some of the other aspects and hopefully you can touch on bits that, you know, that we missed. But who would be your favourite performer of this episode? Uh, but I think I have to give it... My instinct was Jane. Mm. Because, I don't know, like, he... Like, you just felt so heartbroken for him this whole episode. Like, you just think it's just so unfair. Every, like, he didn't deserve this, no matter the stupid mistakes he made. And the scene when he comes in to see Haley when he's just found out that she's woken up, like, he is just so distraught. And I just thought he did a really good job. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, and what about your favourite character? Lucas. Because, yeah, I just love the journey that he goes on. Um yeah, I don't know, because I feel like it's very relatable. I'm sure everyone can relate to this at some point in their lives when a lot of bad things happen at once, you know, and then or a lot of bad things are around you and, you know, you just think like, oh, like, what is the point if all this bad stuff just keeps happening? So, I don't know, I just really like yeah. this journey. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, what if, why bother then? Like, mm. if I spend my time being... a you know, moralistic person, then what is the point if, mm. yeah, bad things are happening like this? What about your favourite background performer, one line or less? So, I think I'm right about this, but I'm going to give it to Karen because I don't think she had any lines. Yeah, she was just At sat all. in the church, right? Yeah, in the I chapel. think that's the only time we see her, I'm pretty sure, and then she doesn't have any lines. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Uh, what about your favourite line? I really like when she says to Lucas, um, like towards the end when they're in the body shop, body shop. Um, and he's like, why? I'm with you every day. And he tells him, like, I'm always with you. I think that was yeah, I like that line. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, favourite song? Favourite song? Um is like the main song of the episode, Non-Believer by LeBron. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all of them. And then the precious, precious rating. So obviously this will just be you, but I will then take this into the firing line with mm-hmm. Dom at the end and uh, 
it will be taken into consideration hopefully uh well that's me just saying guessing that you and i are going to pitch it higher than what he would but we could be surprised but okay did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation i did and did it increase decrease or stay the same stay the same okay ready after three one two three nine Ooh, it's good. And why why is it a nine? Um, I don't know. I feel like this episode's also like a turning point for the show. Like Dom can't know that. Like he can't see it like that. But I feel like it really sets up a lot of things to come. And everyone just did such a great job. Like we see Keith and Dan interact again. Keith's back. Um yeah, like everything I said, I just loved like the message behind it that like you know being a good person matters. And... Yeah. Excellent. And would in would you be willing to go up to a ten or down to an eight? Um, not willing to go down, but I would go up. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Always. Good. Okay. Well, well, you'll see when you listen back. You'll see mm. what what we get to. Um, but. Really appreciate you coming on as always. I really and always really enjoy uh, talking with you. And we always seem to stumble across points that we haven't discussed on the podcast before and uh, different uh, perspectives. That's always really interesting. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I've actually always been meaning to tell you guys this. Um, so I discovered the podcast in, like, September 2020. And at the time, I'd just lost my dad, like, pretty suddenly. And within that same week, like, my dad passing, I moved out of home. I got a new job, like, all by coincidence. Like, my whole life changed within, like, a week. And I remember, like, I don't know, it was just such an overwhelming time. And then I, like, discovered your podcast. I think you guys had, like, 10 episodes out at the time. But um, I don't know. I remember it was, like, such a break to just be able to, like, go for walks like listen to you guys like it just really put me through that yeah wow well well, thank you (laughs) and i'm so sorry to hear that that's that's so sad um and yeah i i i mean that that that's that's the most humbling thing that that we could ever hear Mm. that it's been uh something that's been distracting that's what we try and think of it of as a distraction from what whatever else is going on and um i never would have thought that it would have been that for anyone so i'm super grateful thank you very much yeah thank you you. yeah like whenever i look back on that time i just remember like i would always go for walks to listen to the podcast or like cook and it was just like so refreshing and kind of make me laugh and i love one tree yeah thank you (laughs) Well, and we love you, so thank you. Love you guys. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank thanks you. so much well, for having me on. Uh, no, always. Well, hopefully Dom, Dom, I will make sure that Dom is here next time because then mm. we can gang up on him as yeah. planned, you know? Yeah, maybe me and Dom have some issues we need to sort through. You need to yeah. iron it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a great rest of your day. We appreciate you and, uh, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. So I am pleased to announce that I am back with my colleague, my co-host, my partner in life and in podcasting, Dom. We are here. 
How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm so sorry that I've attended the podcast a bit late, quite late. I had to work. I was unfortunately having to cover for someone who couldn't do the time frame that they're meant to work in. Uh, but I'm here now and I'm ready to go. And I'm Dom and I've seen 77 episodes of One Tree Hill. Oh, nice. Good. We needed that. <laughs> we needed that. I, this was the first time that I didn't have my teleprompter of you holding the phone up, but because you are my sweet prince, you WhatsApped it to me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh no, he's not going to have the, he's not going to have the words and he's going to sit there and he's going to have to look it up. And Sophie's <laughs> going to think he's an idiot. So <laughs> I need to put this together for him now. So I, yeah, I, I got the episode title for you. You're a sweet it, man. I hope it helped. It, I'd read it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it was perfect. It was really, it was really interesting conversation with Sophie. I look forward to you listening to it back. It's spoiler free and everything, but she gave some great perspectives, which I am going to use <laughs> pretend that they're my own uh, with you later when we get into the episode. So sorry, was she going to say something? Uh, only to publicly apologize to Sophie, because this is the second time that I've done this to her. Where I've, I've, I've worked at a time when Sophie can come on the podcast. We have done one podcast together successfully, maybe two, yeah. but definitely uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, the the first one where Sophie joined, I joined maybe when a she had like in. five yeah. ten minutes left to go. Um, yeah. So yeah, big apology to Sophie for me not being able to make it. I was having to work, uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get to catch her on the next one. In fact, I'll make sure on the next one I have like a week off when she joins us in season <laughs> five. <laughs> I already guaranteed it. I, I said I guarantee he will be here. We'll we'll nice. we'll make it work. But it's just one of them things, man. Like maybe I'll schedules. just I'll just alternate seasons of like okay, I'll be on Sophie's episode, and then the following season yeah. I won't bother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's good. These things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dom, there's multiple multiple things to to talk about. Um, where should we even begin? Should we, should we initiate new Ravens first? That's always nice. Let's get them in. Let's get them settled. They want to feel comfortable <laughs> in their new environment. They're joining. They're joining a, mm. a, a team that's established. Oh, and yeah. the hazing. They've got through the hazing period. And now they're we've got to welcome Yeah, we've got to welcome them with open arms. And they want to feel that loving squeeze that we're going to give them as, they, as we embrace them. You might that. not embrace them, but I no. definitely will be. Guaranteed follow back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you've got to message me before i'll follow you back and then i guarantee i'll follow you back unless your message is berating us in some way then, in <laughs> then fact you might be blocked you'll be blocked yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no the, i like the idea of they're coming into the locker room there's there's an engraving of their name like on the locker probably on like a slab that slides in like we're not ruining a whole locker you know it's like a removable for each season you know yeah i like that a towel when i when i was coaching for the special olympics my assistant coach he actually worked like for the special olympics like on salary where you know coaches at special olympics are volunteering so he had access to be able to do like get extra bits of kit and stuff and uh he met he got us embroidered sweat towels 
like because um and with like our jersey numbers on like so we all took a number as a coach coaches as well and it was so good because he sweat a lot you know coaching because there's so much on the line and just like dom you screaming even, yeah you wouldn't believe me you wouldn't believe it coming from me where i'm a pretty placid guy with sports and things i like lose my voice screaming at the top of my lungs of like so this sweat towel anyway the point is let's get them sweat towels okay let's do that are we getting that for everyone every every raven oh are we actually getting this, this is not hypothetical um, no 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 i mean oh. like, I, I, hypothetically are we having you getting this for every raven or oh. just the new newest everyone gets one on their entry if they okay. lose it or break it or whatever then they do not get a replacement okay That's good on them. okay good 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 okay great nice okay well <laughs> back on to our sweat tower recipients <laughs> we've got we've got three <gasps> which i was reminded of by my father-in-law recently about um I've told you the trauma that I, of me not being able to say my TH sounds. So, you know, the number three and three, it all sounds the same because I can't make that sound. Then I tell you that when I was training to be a primary school teacher and, you know, I wasn't able to do that. Hey, everybody. Oh, it's not the voice. It it's time for art. <laughs> right. That I, when I, I had to teach phonetics and, um, I was trying to, I don't know, I guess say the number three or whatever. And the woman that was the teacher in the classroom took me to one side. It's meant to be like my mentor, like supporting me. was like, she said to me, have I told you this before? I think so, yeah. But share it again anyway. Well, here's the punchline. She said to me, this actually happened. She said, how are you going to be able to teach the kids how to speak if you can't speak yourself? And she said that with a straight face. That's not like a joke or anything like that. And then later on that day, she said, have you ever thought about maybe a career in IT or something? Drop, kick that bitch. <laughs> She's actually a nice woman. <laughs> but you know, who? and you know what's funny? I also did a placement. This is like when at university at a learning disability school, uh, which as we know is like what, what I do for a living, like as in that's my sector of work um <laughs> and i wasn't very good like i just wasn't I, I was just too young to be doing this stuff um and to be focused and invested and, and whatever and uh and she said to me she was like i just don't think this is the right career for you it's just not like the right thing and then um i don't know and then obviously i fell into it years later and it was the right thing for me but it's just funny anyway this isn't important ready the first person <laughs> yeah Coming in at junior varsity, that's the JV squad. Letters on the jersey, a J, a V. You're coming up, you're in the nursery pool, but you're going to get there, maybe. Depends if you upgrade your membership, but you're coming in, you're coming into the team. I'm talking about Angela. Angela. Oh, Angela. Angela. You just became a raven. Oh, boom. You've been hit with it. Christened. Knighted. The sword has gone on either side of your shoulder blades. Enjoy that towel. 
<laughs> if you lose it, you will not get a replacement. No replacements available. And then we've got an old friend. Ooh. An old friend that's upgraded. She's changed status. You're becoming a no, better raven. Not status. I said status. Because that's the right way to say it. Shots fired. <laughs> pew 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 <laughs> we're going from junior varsity into the varsity team that's always a classic if we see a jv to a v what that means is oh they didn't realize that you need to be varsity to get the watch along video access <laughs> at ravenshoops.net we love it we appreciate you caitlin caitlin Oh, Caitlin, you're no longer needed in JV. Mm-mm. You have made it to the solo V. <laughs> Caitlin, you just became a better Raven. I love it. When the upgrades are you're a better Raven. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what if I that, told you? Yeah, yeah. The- Absolutely nothing says that all our ravens are equal. Nothing. There's nothing to suggest that our ravens are equal. Or well, if so. anything, it's the opposite. There's a tier system to say that there's <laughs> there's a hierarchy here of your exactly. value, you know? Exactly. <laughs> well, what if I told you we had one more? Well, I'm not sure I'd believe you. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. What? How don't you laugh? Don't break character. Not now. Not now. Not ever. What if I told you, coming straight in at Varsity, they skipped over JV. Not needed. Not required. We want that watch along. (laughs) (laughs) They did a Lucas Scott straight into Varsity. Off of the river court with the rest of the rats playing out there in the street lights. Into the... (laughs) <laughs> junk <laughs> trash <laughs> into the Fergie sorry and skills let's, let's get everyone in there it's not disrespecting anyone on the river court out from the dull lights of the river court into the shiny bright fluorescent blinding lights of the whitey Durham field house Varsity it's Emma 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 E M M A Emma you just became a raven <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh that might that sounds like intro worthy to me we'll see if it makes <laughs> see if it Sarah's makes Sarah's <laughs> yeah Sarah's <laughs> list see if we get on there great so excellent congratulations you three well done you well are done, special everybody. Welcome, welcome. You're special for this week. We'll see how. <laughs> we'll see Mom how the tier system very much in place. <laughs> well, well uh, I'm just looking at my phone because I had a couple of interesting messages, and I thought we could debate them okay. or discuss or discuss them. They they came uh, just randomly, you know. And uh, but they had kind of opposing viewpoints, which was interesting. And I guess it's always going to be our cross to bear 
It's what we're going to be known for. There, there are a lot of One Tree Hill podcasts. We know this. We also know that we're number one, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're in like a Formula One race, Lewis Hamilton is the only name of a driver in Formula One that I know of uh, <laughs> from modern day. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm with you. The only other one I'd know was Michael Schumacher. Was there another one? Was there David something? Coulthard. Coulthard. That's it. I don't know any more. Do you know any more? Uh, Daniel Ricciardo races now. Uh, Lando Norris races now. Uh, Nico Rosberg, I think, has just stopped racing. What about people that used to race in the Michael Schumacher days? Damon Hill? Mika Hakkinen? Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? There's Policeman loads. Pat. There's loads, mate. There's loads. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's go with let's go with our boy Lewis, right? Okay. He, he's the main guy, right? Wins everything. Uh, well, Max Verstappen won the last title, but yeah, let's say Lewis is there or thereabouts, basically. Grew up in our county. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought what's the point of this? All oh, right. Okay. Lewis. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, when he's winning, when he's winning the race, he knows he's winning because there's no one in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. Until he starts lapping people, don't go there, Dom. Just he's he's seeing there's no one there. They're all in that rear view mirror. He might check every now and again. Oh yeah, I'm still number one, still number one. That's basically what we're doing at this point. We're just lapping, lapping the competition. I'm just going round them, literally running circles around these people. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even name one. <laughs> well, you you mean an active one? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not allowed to look, so that's probably why. But you know, we don't discuss them. Could you name? Could you name non-active ones? The River Court. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> and Total Betty's one, which is called a new. I knew, which is called what? Uh, What's it called? Hold on. Hold on, I've got this. Hold on. Sure. We'll hold. (laughs) Wait, I can do this. Of course you can. Field talk. Yes! If Mike doesn't listen, of course, we know that. But if yeah. he did, he would be having an aneurysm right now. <laughs> He'd just be absolutely fucking throwing shit up the wall. You know? <laughs> His own, other people's. We don't know whose shit he's got. Just a mixture of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, but with all of them, I feel like every podcast is going to have this cross to bear. I mean, I don't know what cross they, crosses they had to bear, but... I mean, okay, let's say Rivercourt, their cross to bear will be that they didn't finish. We love you, Lex, but you didn't. You put some food on the plate and you didn't eat your greens. Did you? You didn't eat your greens. And guess what? Someone could should have come in there and said, well, if you put that on your fucking plate, you've got to eat it. All right? You're not leaving this table until you've eaten it. Am I right, Dom? Until it's done. It needs to be finished. 
swallowed down. Jobs are good in. <laughs> when we've eaten pizza together, yeah, would either of us ever, ever disrespect the other one by not finishing that whole pizza in one sitting? No, I mean, I used to... Um... I used to worry about you a little bit because you'd save some for your wife. <laughs> and think, oh yeah. Oh, I used to. There was. I had two schools of thought every time though. When you said, "I'm going to save some for my wife," and it was actually, "I'm going to eat that later." <laughs> On and the car gonna, journey, I... and she's not going to get a look in. Um, and you'd blame me like I had like two slices of your pizza, you know? Yeah. Or um. Or yeah, or you just. You just wolfed it down, to be honest. <laughs> well, no, well, because she always saves me stuff. Like, even if she goes out like with her friends to a restaurant or something, she'll, like, bring me something back. And it's, like, so sweet you're thinking about me. And I feel like, okay, I need to repay that. But, I mean, it's always through gritted teeth. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. eat that. Bit. But It's the eye rolls, isn't it? And the, oh, save it. Save it for yeah. me. <sighs> Let me find the smallest two slices. <laughs> Can I get away with one slice? Can I she's get away not, with a crust? She's not getting any of the sauce. <laughs> if it's stuffed crust, I might just eat the crust off them two slices as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember you said you didn't like the stuffed crust? Well, I've got rid of it for you. <laughs> I took a problem away that you didn't want to solve. But, exactly. I, but we, you know... Anyway, Lex, we love you, but you should have finished it. But then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then what? And then Tree Hill Talk, maybe again, I don't know. But they might have the cross to bear that they were covering two episodes in one podcast episode, mm. and it, and the episode was like fifty minutes long. Now, a lot of people, I've seen comments and people say that they like that, but to me, it's like, can you even scratch the surface? No. No Our intro takes seven minutes or something. <laughs> At <laughs> least 43 minutes to introduce what the hell we're talking about, to introduce anyone who joins us, to, to have just general bit of chit-chat, which we quite enjoy, and then actually talk about the episode. We'd be well into the watch-along by the time we actually finish talking. Make them wait. Make them wait till the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll like watch along on the next day. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Well, but I think our cross to bear is, and what we will be re- remembered for is going to be two things. One, that our episodes are really long mm-hmm. to some people's standards. That's subjective. What's long and short? Piece of string. <laughs> and then the other thing is going to be that we spoke. We didn't speak. We spent too much time on the episode not talking about One Tree Hill. Right. Okay. So, well, firstly, are you happy to bear that cross? I mean, yes. We come on here to talk to each other. And I come on here to watch you drink beer. Um, <laughs> I read something that... That, uh, today, actually. I, was, I should have sent it to you. Uh, I should have done. It says that if you have a beer a night, your um like brain capacity reduces uh and you actually like slow the progression down of your brain like you, you age your brain by like two years if you were to have a beer every night you would age your brain by two years over the whole course of my life 
or like once a year. It's just in, up a, by in two, a year. Yeah. Or every year. Yeah. I know. See, the thing is, is right, so this is a corona here. It didn't have a line for it. Te- What's funny about that? What I love is, is it's that... not Fanta. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I love is that uh, the the... The start of this topic was that we talked too much about the nun episode, and I've now we've got on to talking about your drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we've got it wasn't by design, right? But we have free. There he goes again. He can't speak. Free one, two, three fridges, right? Oh, free fridges i can't say a word and we started a podcast not not by design like we have like a wine you've got one we have like a wine fridge right or wine uh, cooler or what i have a wine fridge yeah i it, i inherited it with the flat and i've never used it. it in fact there's a can of guinness in it that came <laughs> that came with the flat so okay but <laughs> what are you saying you wouldn't have chosen to have one because you don't you don't drink that much I don't really drink at all, and I don't drink wine at all. So, well, my wife and I drink. <laughs> Full stop. And, <laughs> and we drink, and and we like wine. Um, but because that fridge is there, I and I kind of forget that it's there. And as I was walking past it, because it's like in our kitchen, in like a whatever, I was like, oh god, there's a Corona in there. So I was like, oh, I have that, but we don't drink every day. We don't drink every night, and I never drink to get drunk. We just drink to have a drink, you know, just to just to forget know. the worries of the day gone. <laughs> just to just to relax a little bit. But I also get it. Like I, anyway, what's the point? What are we talking about? <laughs> we don't talk about One Tree Hill enough, right? In our in our massively long episodes. Right, right, right. Well, so let me read you this message and just uh, get my phone up. I, I was, I won't, I won't name where it's from or anything. And it's all said with love, you know, said with love. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just, I just wanted to get you because you don't get the messages, and it used to at the beginning. I used to like screenshot them and send you all and whatever. And it's just there's no, there's not enough life for that. So I'm just because we get loads of messages so i just will you know i send you anyway so do it on here just just do the messages on here always just read them out and i'll i'll give you my thoughts on them add an extra hour to it well this is what i'm doing this is one where i think it's important to get your Mm -hmm. input right so a few podcasts ago a few podcast episodes ago you said uh you lost like five patrons you know which we did uh, and you weren't sure why. Then I seen the thing you just put on your story about there being only one mention of anything One Tree Hill after like an hour of the podcast. And that was when uh, Maureen had, uh, I think she tagged you in it as well, had put in that it'd been, it was like an hour and 20 minutes and you've just started talking about One Tree Hill. But she was like laughing and finding it funny, you know. Um. There have been a few times I've been listening and I find myself getting frustrated because you guys don't talk One Tree Hill that much and then you end up rushing through the actual One Tree Hill stuff because of the watch-along, which then made me think back to you not liking the Drama Queens podcast because they talked more behind the scenes and didn't break down the episode. Don't get me wrong, I love you guys and the podcast and the community you guys have created, but maybe you do need to focus more on the One Tree Hill stuff. 
We all love hearing about your guys' day-to-day lives, but maybe do like 30 to 40 minutes of that and put more time into the One Tree Hill stuff. Just a thought. Obviously, it's your guys' podcast, and I'm going to listen regardless. Um, And we spoke about it, had some back and forth, and it was all said with love, and it was all lovely. And I get the perspective totally. You know, if you're here for you know, a little bit of who we are as people and then, but you're here for the One Tree Hill content, you know, mainly, I totally get that. So uh, I just thought I want to put it to you as to what your perspective is. I really appreciate that comment. I really appreciate it because I'm going to be honest now. This is honesty moment with Simon because when we get, when we do get to the end of the episode and we're doing our judgments, and there's moments where you go, yeah, okay, I agree. Like, oh, yeah, the same. Yeah, the same. And I think literally, let's just, just, the, people can wait for five minutes while we finish up, while we pick what we're going to, you, you know, what, what our ratings are, stuff like that. And we've talked about the episode and whatever, you know, but let's, let's just be able to pick without that worry, that panic of like, oh, there's people in the waiting room. I don't care. Just honestly, just they'll wait. They're happy to wait. I'm saying this now. They're going to listen to this when it comes out next week you know to them it'll be this week you know and they'll go you know what fair enough you know because if it's their episode and they're on the episode with us they'll Mm. appreciate hearing why you're selecting what you're selecting why i'm selecting what i'm selecting rather than just going okay yeah that because we've got people waiting so you know for for those people that that are here because they're in that tier and you, you know they're supporting us which we love and appreciate and um, we want to continue, then let's, let's give them the time. So yeah, I totally appreciate that. But on the other hand of it, a lot of people are here to listen to us, you know, talk about our lives. We're a bit different. You know, we're not from the States and the majority of our listeners are States or Australia. Um, and it kind of gives a, a different perspective. We're, we're two guys that watch the show, that podcast about it, but we kind of get in our own nonsense kind of beforehand and you know sometimes that takes a bit of time so i I, let's find the balance you know the equal balance that the the episodes that we do do a three-hour episode was supposed to be like the first hour was nonsense the the next two hours were one tree (laughs) hill you know and let's kind of like stick to stick with that but you know there's been a few episodes recently where we've done two hours because we both you know Mm. got commitments and other things going on so the one tree hill has been you know, I say a little bit diluted because the the time has been shorter, and these these things just happen naturally. It's just kind of kind of what happens. I think the the more ravens we have on, the the more One Tree Hill content there is. But we also want to talk to that raven. We uh, as a person, not as a One Tree Hill fan, but as a we want to find out about them. We want to find out what's going on in their lives. We want to find out what they've been up to, what's exciting, what's new, you know, and how it kind of reflects with us. And yeah, that's what we're all about. We're not just about this watching this one TV show and only talking about it because, you know, this is going to sound really stupid, like maybe even a little bit selfish, but people are here for our personalities. They're not here for necessarily just the One Tree Hill content. So we've got to find that balance, though. I totally appreciate that comment. I think it's fair. Yeah, we've got to get the right balance. Yeah, I agree. And I think that is fair. And I think it's a good point that you brought up is because our whole thing was we're going to we're going to talk our non One Tree Hill stuff for an hour and then talk One Tree Hill for two hours. And some yeah, like you said, sometimes we can't do it. It might be 
you know you're working late or doing something or i i'm struggling to uh get our sun down you know that that comes that comes up quite you know that can happen i i'm like messaging dom and saying hey man sorry i can't get there till nine because i can't get him to sleep you know and what can i do you know because my my wife teaches on a wednesday night so she's not here you know so it's um yeah these things happen and then we end up the thing is for me is that it's almost like therapy sometimes for me like when you and i are talking it's uh it's like a joyful outlet it's funny and it makes me laugh and it takes some of that pressure off and i'm not thinking about work or i'm not thinking about you know commitments and things i've got to do tomorrow and all of that sort of stuff i just sucked into us talking about corona and i didn't have a line for it or talking about you know all the things that we that we discuss and i think by that same sentiment i hope anyway that it allows people a distraction because it's a distraction for me and this is why i was saying to sophie earlier is that if we are able to distract someone from their life and if they're going through a tough time or they're just a bit lonely or whatever and we can be in their ear literally just trying to make them laugh or just talking about our day-to-day like i do it myself with podcasts that i listen to and that i love it's like you're sat with a group of friends having a conversation you know and maybe you're not contributing to it but you know, it can feel like you are. And the beauty of what we do is you can contribute to it because even if you, you don't have to pay any money to support us. Like the the sort of money aspect wasn't by design. We weren't doing it to, you know, try and make money and or anything like that. It's just actually if, you know, people, things that do people do contribute helps us to run the podcast, but it also helps us to dedicate a bit more time to it, you know. But um we don't you don't have to be on patreon you can just message us on instagram or whatever there's an email address in the show notes you know um we love we love talking to people and being accessible so and it's about like what you said dom is building the relationships with the people but then see on the other hand i um i got a message and i think he'll won't mind us saying who it's from because we mention him almost on every episode from our boy who dom the ed from ed (laughs) and this was kind of just out of the blue um and it was referencing the same episode where we spent uh, a lot of time just talking was it the ymca episode i can't remember that was that was the last released one. last week, yeah. Well, you know, Ed's on this pigeon week. on pigeon food, isn't he? So, yeah. he, so it's the one before last. I don't remember what we were talking about, but we were having a good time. As I don't remember. Uh, yeah, but he said, um, he said, I think this episode is the current best ever. Uh, I've listened to nearly ninety minutes, and y'all, y'all. I can't, I have to kind of say it in that accent. And y'all haven't mentioned a single detail about the episode. (laughs) He's put, those are the best ones, just Simon and Dom chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I said about, oh, you know, thank you. You know, we appreciate that. Um, 
you know, we we actually sometimes get criticism on the podcast for not being focused enough. Um, so, you know, appreciate that you like it. And he said, keep up the great work, my guy. Um, unlike the drama queens, I love to hear you all talk about random things. You are, you, you, y'all are hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not doing that justice, Ed, but you know, um, try and say y'all, you in a British accent. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all, yeah, y- y'all. <laughs> but you see, for, you all. <laughs> for some people, I think it's um, because I agree on with drama queens. It's um, I don't know. Well, I tell you what, this will this will sum it up because I've got one more message to read, and I asked this person if I could read it, and it was from a new patron. Um, is this is this going to be the middle of the road one <laughs> that says so sometimes you talk too much and sometimes you you don't talk about enough one tree hill but actually i love it <laughs> wow well, so you just inducted her so this is from angela and so whenever when people join i i send them a message and welcome them and say how much we appreciate it um and you know and you know how, how have you been enjoying it so far why is this funny to you it's only funny because I was thinking, yeah, if you want to talk to me, you have to follow me. <laughs> but this is because, uh, like, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh, Mia. Mia probably won't mind me saying as well, is that she followed me recently on Instagram. I followed back and she messaged me immediately and said, you need to mute my story because I put a lot of One Tree Hill stuff in there. So I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. Did it straight away. And then it was like, okay, chatting about, um, like, the upcoming recording. And then, and then we saw her like a few hours later. So, um, and it, and, and Ed is exactly the same. Ed, uh, we've, we've now opened channels of communication and we're talking about <laughs> other shows that, that we like and that we love and that he's, um, started watching or rewatching, you know, we're talking about Star Trek discovery and, you know, I don't have anyone really to talk about that with. So, you know, I've got someone who's, who I, Someone who I met from doing a One Tree Hill podcast is now talking to me about Star Trek Discovery. And that's, you know, it's exciting. It's something different and it's fun. And that's kind of the point is this is what we built this for is to, to you know, be a, a, a point of contact for things and people can reach out to us, you know, and it doesn't have to be about TV shows. You know, people, people in the past have reached out to say, you know, you're helping me for a difficult time. People have reached out to say, you know, things are great at the moment and I'm really enjoying your podcast. And that's what we're building. What we're trying to do is, is, you know, just we're just kind of extending that hand, extending that arm to say, if you need us, we're here. You know, we might be in a different time zone. We might take a little while to respond, but we will respond. And, and that's that's the main thing is that we're kind of a an ear for you as much as um, our talking nonsense it, it is in your ear, you know. So that's, that's what we're all about. That's all we want. So I'll stop interrupting what you're going to say from about Angela's message now. No, that was perfect. Well, two things from that. It's like we have a, like your follow back guarantee, we have a we will respond guarantee um, Mm. to your messages to whatever. And people have, like people have written serious things that they're going through and just to talk it out. And we're not therapists or anything, but we can be your friend. And uh, yeah. And then the other thing is, that sounds like, the potential for what could be the funniest podcast of all time would be you could you and ed doing a star trek discovery podcast could be the best thing ever it would it would it would be incredibly fun but i think it would be 
almost as chaotic as this. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so yeah, so I welcomed Angela, and uh, she said, "Thank you, Simon. I've been loving all capitals the podcast." I discovered you guys last summer, shortly before the Drama Queen started, so I've been re-watching along week to week with them and listening to yours as well. As of their latest podcast, I am so over, in all capitals, the negativity the Drama Queens talk week to week. Now, I just need to put out as a reference that neither Dom or I listen to Drama Queens. Dom, obviously, for spoilers, and then me, because I choose not to. And <laughs> I love the ladies and respect what they're doing, but Hillary talks too much about her personal life and is obnoxious. Sophia can't even acknowledge Chad slash Lucas. I did say this. And Joy is the only one I actually like to hear, and she is usually absent or never gets a chance to talk. And then we've got... I asked her if we could read this, by the way. And then... Um, <laughs> She's got a couple eye-rolling emojis and then, like, the yawny emoji, which I don't think I'd seen before. Um, right, before I go on to the second part of the message, which is going to go on to talk about us, what do you make of that feedback about Drama Queens? We don't often hear about it anymore. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting to hear because, you know, you're getting... You're supposed to be getting insight from the people that were making this, that were in it and lived it. And they are those characters. You know, they built those characters, all the nuances that we see and all, you know, they're part of that genetic code of, you know, um, Brooke, Peyton and, and Haley. That, that, that's them. And, and that's, it should be exciting and fun and like really good to listen to and hearing, you know, uh, when we did this scene, this happened, and uh, oh, do you remember doing that? And actually talking about the episode, and there's a lot of themes in this episode, and you know, I actually found it really difficult to, you know, portray that because I'd never lived it, or actually it was so easy for me because I've gone through that in my life, and that's what I would expect from a a podcast as a fan listening to a show, you know, that I loved. You know, if I was allowed to listen to it, that's kind of what I'd be expecting to hear. Like the Office ladies. Yeah. Exactly. Where they, they talk about the episode, they, they talk about, you know, pretty much everything that happens. They talk about, you know, someone's first day on set and, you know, when we first met them and then this happened and they talk a little bit of a story and then there's the back and forth between um, both of them. And then, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They, then they talk about their experience doing it and from, from literally from start to the end, you know, and that, it, yeah, exactly. You hit the nail on the head with that one. Hey, <laughs> well, <clears throat> you and Dom are so funny. Your energy is great together. I look forward to always hearing what you both have to say about each episode. Also, most important, you both love Dan as much as I do. We can't not love Dan. Just, it's just... He's the man. Dan the Dan. man. Dan Scott for mayor. Uh, I love your banter about the characters and Dom's... Okay, let me see if you get it. And Dom's blank gets me every time. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Laugh. Cynicism. <laughs> Think more of what a Dom catchphrase would be. Karen. Yeah, let's hear it then. Karen! <laughs> My neighbours hate me. <laughs> they just think you... 
you have a mystery woman called Karen in your house. You're haunted <laughs> by like a ghost that's called Karen. Uh, it's so refreshing to hear people talk about how great One Tree Hill is without bashing the writing and complaining about every little line in detail that was said or done. I'm sorry, but no one was holding... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying this because, you know, uh, people might feel away, but I'm with you. I'm with you, Angela. I'm sorry, but no one was holding a gun to these ladies' heads for for nine years uh okay i'm done on my rant bottom line you and dom are doing an awesome job i'm currently binging the podcast to try and catch up to you guys asap seasons four and five are my favorites so i'm listening as fast as i can one two three ravens so (laughs) i love it it was such a great message and it really put a smile on my face so thank you so much um yeah i mean yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough because we know that they went through a tough time on the show and everything, uh, and that they're reclaiming it and putting positivity where negativity once was, and that's great, and we appreciate that. But it's true. I think that I've heard that a few times, that it's like a couple things. It's like, if you're just going to bash the show, then why do a podcast about it? Because actually the people that are listening to that pod. <laughs> I, I barely even moved, and you're absolutely wetting yourself. <laughs> uh, can you say? Because you just make me look like a lunatic. <laughs> I did the, you know, the international symbol for cash. <laughs> you know, rubbing your, rubbing your fingers against your thumb. Exactly like that. They're doing it for right. me. <laughs> They're doing it for me. Come on. What? They don't, they don't love the show. Stop doing the symbol. Stop doing <laughs> but they it's more that like if you don't if you're gonna bash it the audience that you have are fans of the show yeah they're fans of you as well but they probably discovered you via the show so it's kind of like you're breaking it's like i'm not saying therefore don't talk about the negative things that happen of course do but also you know appreciate the show because we all love it you know so for hillary Sophia and Joy. Yeah. We're going by Joy now, right, Bethany? Yeah. Yeah. One Tree Hill, is this their, like, kind of defining moment? Is this what made them, pretty much? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So you would expect... I understand they all had difficult times on the show, uh, and we're not taking that away from from anyone, anyone involved or, or anything, but if this show has made you what you are now that that you you can't surely you can't harbor so much resentment towards it and so much like i don't know what the right word is but like i think resentment is a good word but like you, you can't like downplay the script as much you know if you're if you're an actor and you're and you really 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 object to it that much then 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 don't be involved. Do you find a project that you're passionate about and want to do? And I understand it's difficult when you're you're an actor because you know, one minute you've got work, the next minute you haven't. And you've got to think about, you know, feeding yourself and, you know, being able to live somewhere. And it's it's a difficult world. It's it's a, it's not an easy life, you know, and unless you make it really big and, you know, then that paycheck comes in. But 
these people, it just seems like the feedback is that they're just bashing the show. And it might not be regularly, it might be every now and then, they, but, but they kind of stick a dagger in and, and, and they're twisting it a little bit. And it's kind of unwarranted, perhaps. And it should be just like, talk about the episode for what it is or... or, or Talk about your performance for what it for what it was, or uh, and, and other people's performances, and you know what's the point in doing this show if you're gonna, you know, have one one of these people ignore the main protagonist because they had a relationship and it went horribly wrong, and you know ended up with them getting divorced, you know, within the space of a year. You know, it's just you can't expect to do something like that and not be able to talk about that person. It's it doesn't make sense to me. So. I know yeah. that the other two are probably talking about him, but to not reference him at all just feels very odd. And hey, I mentioned it. I said this. You know when we did our episode with with uh, with Lisa Michelle and Lex, I like I have it. I like edited out things that I'd said out of like semi fear, really, of how it was going to be. Um, what's the word? Received. Received. And. Um, it not I wasn't like bashing it super heavy, but I basically was just like I basically just said all of the things that she that Angela just said, um, mm. pretty much. I said them things, but I kind of put like a Simon twist on it or trying to be I was like exaggerating a little bit for like to be try and be funny. But um I edited it a, a lot out of it because I was like, people are gonna be really people are gonna take this too seriously and um I mean, I hope people know who we are by now and know that we say things in jest and, you know, but we, you know, we're good hearted people, but, uh, it's, I don't know. It just wasn't for me because it's like, you're taking that magic away, away from it because you know how, like, cause I had said, and people have then said to me in comments, I had said, I don't like to know how the sausage is made. You know, I don't necessarily <laughs> like the behind the scenes stuff, but actually I love that stuff. Like my favorite podcast it's called hey do you remember which is about movies and from like the eight like late 80s 90s you know like our childhood era and i love it because like how you know we do they do that deep dive and like i and i love hearing about how it all came together and like how when you and i do it i mean and you do a great job with it like with ty sorry corona burps like with titanic you did um you did like an amazing job on all of the information and i love to hear it it's like oh that's amazing so when i watch it again then you know i'm like oh okay that's there was only that part of the ship you know they didn't there was nothing behind that part and you know all of those bits but i think the difference is is when they were doing it from i only heard the first like i don't know six or seven episodes but it's like you said it was sort of sticking the knife in and it's like okay stick the knife into mark schwann because he's a c word undoubtedly undoubted undoubtedly so and as we've said previously he should be facing criminal charges and all of the rest of it but the show is something the, the art that's at the end of it is something that we all love and we love their input into it and what they they brought it they made it what it was you mm. know you could have an amazing script but if you have terrible performers it means nothing you know so yeah i get it and i also get that we we can talk a lot but i think we're a particular brand and this is our 
style because we're being authentic this is who we are and we enjoy each other's company and sort of riffing off of each other and sometimes we want to talk about trolleys at supermarkets and things you know or whatever else but then we do love talking about one tree hill as well because another comment that i was getting was about it was disheartening to hear that i was not enjoying the show as much or not wanting to talk about it as much i just need to clarify it's not that i i love the show and always will but sometimes it's like i'm sometimes it's like I, i'm more invested in our conversation that's definitely true than talking about the show and that's just because well we live this now like every week which i love but on the contrary to it i really enjoyed this episode um and this episode kind of reminded me what i love about one tree hill because it's that overarching point of the whole point of the show to me is forget some of the high the high school drama and everything it's about learning to be the best version of you that you can be and how that is important because how you treat other people and being a good person and etc uh ricochets off to everybody else and that's kind of the whole sentiment of this episode and i read a i read a great quote um i screenshotted it and i think it's so relevant to one tree hill everyone makes mistakes in this isn't my quote this is a quote from the internet uh everyone makes mistakes in life but that doesn't mean they have to pay for them for the rest of their lives sometimes good people make bad choices it doesn't mean they're bad it means they're human right it's like we can all make mistakes we all do dumb things but good people can do make bad choices it doesn't make them bad people it makes them real like we've all done stupid things uh, and continue to mm. but it doesn't mean that you are badly intentioned or you are a bad person and i think that's what one tree hill is all about trying to get to the best version of you that you possibly can be and i will always love the show for that sentiment i mean it's in the theme song every week it's literally what the show is about is that is the, the theme song of the show is what they're trying to portray in the show and i you know i think maybe sometimes people forget that or maybe like i've not listened to the drama queens podcast i'm not allowed so it's very difficult for me to judge i'm going based on what other people are telling me um so if you have an opposing view come and tell me your opposing view great but you know, the whole point of this show is about these teenagers making mistakes and, and trying to trying to be better and improve themselves. You, you know, improve their lives, make something of themselves, and, and really going for it. And you can see that with someone like like a character like Brooke, who's supposed to be, okay, for want of better words, a ditzy cheerleader. You know, your typical stereotypical, sorry, high school ditzy cheerleader that they put into shows like this. And she's trying to better herself. She's trying to push. For, for for something new her own clothing brand her you know designs all of this that and the other and be the best friend that she could possibly be and sometimes she's in complete knobhead but actually <laughs> to like Haley, she's a really really good friend now and they weren't friends at all and you know to Peyton a, a kind of in this episode as well you know she's kind of like extends the arm a little bit or we see that kind of like Lucas's fantasy but that's that's kind of there and you know we we could we could discuss that with every character's development, every single one of them, you know, Nathan, look at his journey is completely different. And it is all based on the theme song. It's all based on being a better version of yourself. 
and it even extends further to the adults, like to mm. you know to Keith and Karen and Deb and Dan, etc. Maybe Dan not so much, but you know it's uh, <laughs> like particularly when Keith was in it, and that's something that we've spoken about many times before. You know, it's something that was like an inspiring point for you, right? You know, when he was uh, trying to you know, changing his career, and you know, obviously we all know that you did that also, and it's to say that well, we still and. You know, he might call it a mistake. I wouldn't. But, you know, he threw Deb down on a rug by a fire, you know. But the ultimate point, he slept with his brother's wife. Um, you know, like, people... We make mistakes our entire life. And we always have to keep working to be a better version of ourselves. The moment that we stop doing that as people is the moment that you might as well die. Because if you're not learning and not progressing, it's like... it's It's a it's a from birth to death process, you know? So, yeah. Well, I think, I think we, I think we fucking killed that. (laughs) Didn't we? Jesus. Well, (laughs) let's talk about this episode because there's some interesting points from what you just said that I can't wait to debate with you. We don't do enough songs anymore. Oh, no. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> no <tea. laughs> You said fantasy, right? And I was talking to Sophie about this because you, at the end of the watch along, I always ask you what your initial reaction is and you usually, usually give us a paragraph or two and then you cut us off because the rest is premium content for this podcast. <laughs> but you said... Magdalena said something like, oh, it would have been cool if, like, instead of Brooke in that sort of gothic outfit, it would have been Glenda or something like that, because we've seen her in that before. And you said, but that's not possible, because this is within Lucas's mind, right? It's a dream or whatever. Say, as far as we know, he hasn't interacted with Glenda like that, so he wouldn't be able to uh, put her in, in that, uh, situation because he hasn't seen her before the same way that in dreams you can only you can only put faces onto people that you know now have you heard this you can't make up a new person because right so my question to you is then so do you believe that this is a dream not a spiritual encounter they're one in the same aren't they realistic like in, in, in this in this situation they're one in the same so he's kind of knocking on death's door isn't he it's like like a purgatory like an in-between is he gonna go is he gonna die and go or is he gonna come back like a a middle ground yeah Uh, and this is one of the unexplained things of life isn't it it's people that have sort of near-death experiences or they're in comas or they're in whatever they you know recount tales of um remembering or, or like having these kind of spiritual journeys and these guides and things like that, but it's all led within Lucas's own mind. He's so from not being able to see, you know, Glenda or place Glenda in that position or put on the bench is because he's never really had an interaction with her. So he's not going to know. He, it's not something that's in his mind, you know, but all the interactions that happen within that between Brooke and Peyton, they're all things that he, that, you know, they've even mentioned to Lucas and that he would then imagine them kind of resolving these issues, 
you know, between them. They're all things that he can see. The only thing, the, the only element of this episode that wasn't within Lucas's mind is Dan and Nathan. So Dan and Nathan were completely separate. And then obviously like the visitation bits, but the rest of well, it is... Because that's actually that's actually happening, right? Because yeah. there's because because I said to this that how to Sophie that you, I was concerned that you would call this a filler episode, but I don't think you would because there's apart from the fact that the Keith and Lucas part is pushing the the story forward, but also the the other characters are doing things in real time, like mm-hmm. they're, they're actually happening, you know. So are we right in? saying that you won't call this a filler episode yeah i mean it tends to be the question that i get asked the most at the end of a watch along um (laughs) is is dom gonna call this filler and it's because people are kind of assessing that the episode isn't as important as it probably could be because those those people are assessing that and thinking that i'm gonna think that because they've recognized that the episode isn't as important (laughs) as what it probably should be that, it's within I, their own minds. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's it, a dream. <laughs> that's on them. Those people are questioning it and questioning me saying it's filler because they're on that level as well. They're thinking he's going to think it's filler because it, th- there's an element of this episode or there's elements of this episode or other episodes that have been mentioned that they agree it doesn't fit within the timeline of what was going on. Hence filler. Um, but you asked me at the end of this episode when we watched it last week, and I said, no, it's not filler, because it, it it immediately starts where the last episode ended, and it's a continuation, and it's kind of Lucas's spiritual slash, you know, mind journey, plus there is continuation from the other characters. Dan and Nathan continue, um, Brooke and Peyton continue, and we see Karen as well. So th- there's definite movement forward of the same storyline. And then obviously the... Uh, Nathan and Haley stuff towards the end so there, there's definite movement of the storyline so it isn't filler but there's a lot more to talk about <laughs> it's not Pete Wentz in a cabin in the woods oh god no it's totally pointless <laughs> well okay a couple things though off of that so so I knew that you was going to say this about it being a dream in his head and, and is going to be contained within his own mind. So when I was watching it back, I was purposefully trying to see if there's information that Keith gives him that would not be contained within Lucas's head, right? Mm-hmm. So I said this to Sophie and I put a point out and then she counted it, which I think was a fair counter. So I t- t- I reject it, but I'm going to put it to you and see if you say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Keith tells Lucas that he didn't save Nathan when Nathan was, you know, like drowning in the car. So how how would Lucas know that? Because Lucas knows that that's impossible. But he's already dead. It's an impossibility for Keith to have also been in the water and pull Nathan pull Nathan out. Right, or that he just that's what he believes in his own mind. He believes that Nathan did it himself. That's what Sophie said. Mm-hmm. And then I countered with um ah oh, yes i counted with it's a known fact that you don't finish a dream right as a human no one finishes a dream you wake up and it's not like the dream is concluded right mm-hmm. this is a known fact now lucas gets given the choice you know the red pill the blue pill are you gonna go or are you gonna stay and he makes the decision that he needs to go back he hasn't told um Peyton, I was going to call her Hillary. Peyton, that 
he's like he loves her and, and so on and so forth so then keith shocks him and it's like through the defibrillator right back into life it's over it's concluded so i put it forth that this was a spiritual encounter and not a dream and that because otherwise he's making and also the fact that keith is arguing with him that well what do you think on that point first well, is that he, enough to say it's not a dream but when he shocks him he he it's sometimes when things happen are happening in reality they they affect the dream don't they 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 sway the that's true. they sway the that's dream, true. and um, <sighs> he bastard. Uh, and Keith says, I- "I've got to do this," and he's like, "What? What are you doing? What are you doing?" And shocks him, and and that brings him back round. So that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's not a conclusion good. of the dream. It's it's that's the end of it. But it's not. We haven't necessarily got to a resolution or the end because it's it's interrupted by him being brought back round by a defibrillator. No, that's pretty good. Because it's like if you were to start shouting at someone while they're sleeping, they might be envisioning they're being shouted at by someone in their dream, and then you kind of... Ah, god damn it. Sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, people comment. Let us know what you think. Are you thinking that this is a dream? Is it a spiritual encounter? Which way are we going? Same thing. In this this instance, it's, it's the same thing. It's okay, it, I, it's it's his it's he's having a spiritual encounter, but it's it's within his head. So everything is within his mind. So the the perfect example is is the the question at the end, and and Keith saying to him while they're in the hallway, and he's a, he says, "Take it away, take it. I don't want to see this." And he's saying, "Look, just look. You know, what are you missing?" And and it's it would have been a question that he'd been asking himself since Keith had died. What am I missing? What's missing? You know, Jimmy was in such a state. There's, there's, you know, okay, did Jimmy shoot him? I don't believe Jimmy shot him. Okay, so, okay, so, so think about all the other factors. And you've not thought about it until now. And it's kind of his mind is still working, still active. And the representation of Keith is, is his own consciousness saying to him, think about it. Think about all this stuff. Well, I will say that there's been, like times in my own life where I've tried to remember a memory or tried to remember like a date or something or did this happen before then or and it's not something I've like thought about for years and then I've just allowed myself to really think like take note like silence like nothing and you just unearth it like I can just like oh I remember that happened on that day so that happened then and you like remember like I can almost get a feeling of oh I remember I felt like this and I felt like that and you can like unlock it and it's suddenly like, okay, I know this happened then, then that, then this and this. I I know, and it is there is something to that that if you really focus, it is actually in there, mm. and you can. Do you know what I mean? If you had that before, like you've really focused and you can bring it back out. Yeah, you just you've got to sometimes you've got to really really dig deep, but it's like with anything, you know, memory memories work in like such a fantastic sometimes mystical way you know i'm sure there's hundreds of scientific explanations to say yeah actually this is this is this happening and this is that happening but you know yeah you can really focus your mind and pull out a memory and reset a timeline in your head it's takes a bit because there's also there's also this thing you know that all memories is subjective like every memory you have and that when you get older you start you can rewrite your own memories Mm. you know like you sway them in different ways and sometimes that might be swaying them to make you the villain 
yourself the villain or yourself the hero or yourself whatever. But um, yeah, interesting. Well, okay. So I heard this years ago, kind of, and I kind of made my own assessment of it. I'll just throw it out quickly. So you know, if if you get hurt, let's say um, you're in, you got shot or you're in a an accident or whatever, your brain tries to protect itself right as your organs shut down so your brain can you know it's like the right and it floods with this chemical right that go that goes over it and it's like the same chemical that's in like the drug dmt and um and that's like a hallucinogenic kind of thing and it can put you into like a dream state right like into comas and all the rest of it but when you're when you're in a when you're in a dream you know, like, uh, what can feel like a long time in a dream is actually, like, a second or two of real time. You know, and, like, the art, your eyes, the people's eyes do that, like, fluttery thing when they're dreaming and whatever. Um, but that's, like, if you have, like, a drop of that chemical. It, it, and it releases, that chemical releases when you're dreaming. And that's what is creating the, the dreams within, within your mind, right? So, but when you, when you're, if you're seriously hurt, your brain's like flooding, flooded with it. So I was thinking, imagine if you, you die, your brain floods with this uh, chemical, it puts you into this dream state. But while you're in that dream, it actually feels like, like a lifetime because it feels so much longer than what it actually is. And then you fade out and you die, right? Or the body dies. But maybe that dream state is your heaven or hell because it's based upon your what's in your brain like your life's experiences right and so if you've lived a life that you're happy with and you felt like you've been a good person etc etc then your heaven so to speak is uh what you're visualizing of you and with your friends and with your family and etc or if you've been a douchebag like your whole life you're envisioning you know, getting poked with sticks by the devil while he shoves a pineapple up your butt. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Uh, and then what do you think happens to you when you die? Just talk it all out. I think this is a, a phil- philosophical conversation for maybe another type of podcast. <laughs> Fine. Okay. But what did you think? What do you think about that theory? Uh, it's a good one. Very good one. I like, and, and it's, 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 it's a nice feeling as well, I guess, is that it kind of, um, your your body kind of seals your own kind of destiny and creates your own perception of heaven or whatever you believe in. The only problem I have with it is what if a bad person, their perception of themselves is good, so they percept, they perceive their own heaven because they don't see the flaws within their own self, you know? It doesn't matter, though, because it's in their own head and they're dead. Does it, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't mean that in a shitty way. I mean that in a, it doesn't matter. They're, they're not affecting anyone else anymore, are they? So it doesn't matter. Mm. It's, it's, why does it matter? It doesn't. It's, it's in their own head, so it doesn't matter. It makes no difference to anyone else. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, great. So who do you want to start with? Um, Sophie and I talked about Brooke and Peyton. It's weird feeling we, like the Raven. <laughs> Joining well, we talked. We talked about Brooke and Payton, and that's it, really. Uh, we talked about some of the larger themes of the episode. 
But um, let's just have your say on Brooke and Peyton. Obviously, you don't need to... We've done all the snots. We've been through all of that. The main points that both Sophie and I agreed on is that Brooke is a terrible friend. Um, and we can't believe things like... Peyton was having to put the olive branch out and saying, you know, can we be friends again? And Peyton's like, sure. And like, like how it used to be? No, never like it used to be. What did Peyton do? Like, yeah, okay, this stuff happened with Lucas a while ago, but Brooke, you don't love him, mm-hmm. right? Um, and she was very respectful. She said she wasn't going to tell him, wasn't going to do whatever, 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 whatever. But Brooke, you put her sadly passed away mother's names in your mouth and and haven't apologized for it and you're still being a bit of a douche like and we love you brooke but you are better than this agree disagree and predictions uh agree she has the capacity to be a brilliant friend and she's been horrendous uh lately and she's been so horrible to Peyton and kind of it's schoolyard shit isn't it you know but um but brooke's taking it to a a whole new level Uh, and what peyton's done is just nothing compared to this having feelings for someone and being open and honest and saying i have feelings for this person you know has made her just become this monster this just horrible horrible person the the only thing i question about that scene uh, like under the bridge where she says you know eight years ago i found you here and ellie was watching us that day and so on and so forth is that isn't lucas and keith there yeah. So Brooke's reaction to the end of it about them being friends, kind of going, hmm, is Lucas's perception of him not knowing how she's going to respond. Wait, is is it are Lucas and uh, and Keith there? I don't think they are, are they? I think they are. Or maybe. At one point. Yeah, maybe you're right. So so uh, mm. Brooks Brooks kind of like Peyton says, look, can we just go back to being friends? And Brooke kind of. Because he knows that that's what Peyton wants. And Brooke kind of shrugging it off and not really giving an answer is because he doesn't know how Brooke is really going to respond. So so it's still sort of up in the air. The only real bit of Brooke and Peyton is when they're visiting Hayley and uh, Lucas respectively at the hospital bed saying the same thing about each other respectively. So you're saying that that bit didn't actually even happen? Yeah. (gasps) <gasps> my breath has been taken <laughs> a good That's why you're I, the prince a good like 90 percent of this episode is is based in lucas's we'll call it spiritual journey mind dream whatever you want to call it uh and the only moments that were real are um dan dan and nathan <clears throat> nathan and Haley. at what at a certain point um and when karen obviously sitting in the waiting room and then although actually we see um brooke and Peyton with nathan in the waiting room as well uh, but we see um lucas and keith Keith. go past so you know it's all manifestation of what what lucas would perceive to be going on whilst he's unavailable Um, like but but the, the <laughs> Peyton and Brooke visiting was the was the only real bit that they were kind of in, oh, like being in the waiting room, I guess, as well. But mm. yeah, mm. interesting. Okay, yeah, interesting. All right. Well, um, so okay, we've, well, there's probably not anything really to predict there. Then is there for Brooke um, and Peyton? 
they they both care about each other immensely still they they that we're not taking anything away from that they've both been you know not great to each other but Brooke has been particularly horrible I can see it mending I can see it you know becoming a thing but Peyton needs to be the one that's there when Lucas wakes up slash Karen and we kind of need the opposite to the the last time this happened when you know Brooke was the one that was still there and um was bringing him things and hugging him while he's just like kissing him while he was unconscious. It was all very weird, wasn't it? But it needs to be yeah. paint, you know, paint and put the music in. That was a real moment and, and playing that music while he's, you know, unconscious to, to try and, you know, keep him active, I suppose, keep that mind active. You know, if you can hear this, then you can hear that I'm with you. And and that was a really, really nice moment. And I, I genuinely think that Brooke wants the best for Peyton and Lucas. Now I think she's kind of done, done with that, you know, uh, and and she wants Peyton to be looked after. That's why she's gone to see Lucas and be like, "You need to come out of this because she needs looking after. She needs someone with her." And Lucas even says it in his, you know, state to Keith that she's been through so much. You know, how could I? How could I do this? How could I leave her? And so on. And 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 yeah, he's just expressing his feelings of something that he's done. He didn't take his medication. And he's put himself in this situation potentially. So um, yeah, big moment. But uh, I think they'll reconcile. It's going to take a while because they seem to be dragging this out a little bit between them, but hopefully sooner rather than later. Okay. And we already spoke about this, but just so you can have, have your two cents <laughs> pennies. Do we say two pennies? We say two cents as well, don't we? Pence. Pence, two pence. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tuppence. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Mark Schwann the the shitbag is in this episode uh, i think i told you on the watch along that he is the uh record store clerk manager whoever max was it max yeah and we were saying how it's rough because he's in the scene with hillary burton where which was she was uh you know maybe the one that was assaulted or um you know like abused the most i think potentially i you know when we're saying it might have it would have felt maybe even a bit different or a bit nicer potentially if it was like a scene with dan where maybe he's a prison uh guard or something and it still doesn't make it better but you know um but yeah, he did write this episode as well, which I think is a pretty well-written episode. I was saying it reminds me of Back to the Future 2, where there's elements where, because you know, like Marty's seeing what his future could be like, um, and also there's elements, you know, when Keith sort of pushes Lucas up against the wall when the gurney's coming through, like that happens in Back to the Future. Anyway, you see any similarities? Come on. I mean, it's it's a direct copy is probably the wrong word of the film that they show in the episode of it's a wonderful life it's exactly the same storyline yeah well i guess they're owning it (laughs) yeah i mean they they show it at the beginning and then it's happening so you know you would as you would almost assume that um like the tv is on in Haley's room that the tv is on in lucas's room and the same film is playing so because he can hear it's a wonderful life playing he's playing that out in his in his mind in his comatose state so i'd have loved to seen it if the mighty ducks was playing (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like in this ragtag group of hockey players (laughs) yeah lucas is triple d king (laughs) this form of well 
Yeah, just put them in the V. That's yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, you analyze this stuff well. It's good that you're here. Um, the, the... I try. <laughs> well, okay, so uh, yeah, but I mean, did he? Did he? He didn't. St- if I hadn't have told you that he is the show creator, he didn't like stick out as a poor actor or anything. Like you wouldn't have known. Do you think? I, I know who he is. And I know what he looks like because you've shown me videos oh, of you... him. Got it. Creating okay. shows, if you didn't, uh, if you if you didn't know what he looked like, like, do you have any any comment? I guess on his performance or anything like that. I don't really see the point in him. I, I couldn't. I couldn't work out the point. In him. I know, like, so that Peyton moment felt like um, a moment that wasn't necessarily real as well, because again, Keith and Lucas are, are there. Oh no, Keith and Lucas are there when uh, Nathan comes in and smashes the record. So it's potentially a real moment for Peyton and trying to find something and then him kind of guiding her to find a real thing. Look, I, I, I didn't understand again, why he was there, why he's decided to put himself in it. Um, it feels a bit weird. It feels a bit unusual. Uh, and you, you know, a, anyone it... could make a recommendation about what, like what to listen to. And, you know, we know that she's going to hover around the cure cause that's, she's that type of person. <laughs> But see, I think it's because we know he's a shitbag, right? If it had been, uh, I don't know, he doesn't. Oh, no, oh, that's not a good example. Um, but like, say if Spielberg, he he doesn't. But say he just had a cameo and one line in Jurassic Park or something. We'd just be like, nah. You know, it's a funny thing because it's Steven Spielberg and he's one of the most talented directors of all time. He's making this movie that we all love and he's just thrown himself a line. Like some directors do it. Like I was thinking Quentin Tarantino does it, but his cameos are awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's to do with it being him, don't you think? Maybe, yeah. Maybe we're just biased towards that now because we know what a you know horrendous piece of shit he is so uh, yeah you know i didn't think the acting in that scene was particularly great to be honest it wasn't anything special um it, it was a fairly normal conversation so you know in, in terms of watching someone perform it would look, just look like a normal conversation so fine but the rest of it i, I didn't get it i don't go to record stores buy what you gotta buy but she's buying a record to then go and play an ipod it's just it was <laughs> pointless pointless scene in to me I, <laughs> I didn't think about that <laughs> i don't think i don't know if it exists in a way you know you can rip a cd onto your computer i don't think you can rip vinyl onto your computer yeah i'll be so. surprised if she's got you know the gear to you know rip vinyl to cd to cd to ipod all the time so yeah i i didn't get yeah. i didn't get the scene i i remember watching it twice uh, and both occasions thinking i don't i don't really see the point of this moment (laughs) well that that makes it silly now because i never thought of it like that but i mean (laughs) i actually quite enjoyed the scene of the sentiment of it of you know you're you're way too young to be giving up hope and um that was a good line i know i'm i'm yeah it's like what do i know i'm 32 and still live with my parents and whatever and you Mm. know ha 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 um but it's like I like. I quite like the idea if they were to have that as a character of 
because that's like a good setting of a record store that you know Lucas and Peyton would go to, and Haley, I guess, because she's into music. You know, if it was like, well, anyway, we'll we'll see. But mm. okay, well, let's back away from them, and should we just talk? Should we talk about the main event here of Lucas and Keith? Yeah. I I have to say, I mean, I don't know if we're going to disagree on this because I'm, as I'm about to say it, I feel like, no, I think you're going to agree. I think that the cinematography was really good on this. Like, I was really impressed, like, with the things when it's, like, opening the elevator and they're in the the schoolyard and uh, when they're in Peyton's room and the doctors and nurses start to walk past and it sort of goes in on the doctor's back and comes out and they're in the hospital, like... we, I get we get what the the camera tricks are, but it's done really smoothly and uh, it's very different for a One Tree Hill episode, obviously because this is unique. But um, I thought it looked really good. What, what did you think? Yeah, um, my favorite bit, and I think you can see it like clearly as a re- reaction in the watch along is is when that lift door opens, sorry, elevator door opens. And uh, it's a completely different setting. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. That was good. I thought it was a really good moment and probably the best moment of the the episode in terms of, you know, the cinematography, like you said. I thought it was fantastic. And then they move through it and they're in, they're in that place. They're in that location. It's kind of like you open a door and anything could be on the other side. And that's exactly, you know, how Keith is guiding him and, and moving him from location to location to see what your life would be like without you. And if this had happened and if you died and if they died and so on and so on and so on. And this is exactly what you're showing him, but pretty much like Keith pretty much throughout it is going, we haven't got much time. We haven't got much time because Lucas's mind is saying you might die in a minute. So you need to kind of start figuring shit out because you're going to die soon, you know, or you need to wake up. So, you know, Keith is continuously going, we haven't got time, we haven't got time, you know, and like, well, I can't tell you that. And anything where Keith says, I can't tell you that is because it's an unknown. It's an unknown to Lucas. You know, are you a spirit? Are you a ghost? Are you from heaven? Am I in heaven? I, I don't know. I can't tell you that. And then the continuous, you know, you suck at this, mm. right? You really suck at And, and it's, okay, well, no, I'll ask that question second. It, it's nice to see them together again. It's nice that they have that rapport and chemistry because that's what that's what Lucas has with Keith. It's like a wholesome part that we kind of are missing now. Mm. Is he has that advice figure, or you know, it's sort of like I think Paul said it to us. He's kind of like that Mister Miyagi character. You know, he sort of guides guides Lucas. Um, but I think this episode is another illustration of how Lucas is such... He is the protagonist. We can change, We can say what we can go around the houses like we want, however you want. But he is the protagonist, and he is such an important character. Well, my question to you, Dom, obviously have your say on all of that, but is how good was it to see Keith again? It was great. You know, when uh, I have to say, the, the beginning when Lucas goes down... And then the paramedic's doing some very shoddy work on him. He's yeah. doing what he's got to do. He's pushing his stomach, you know, basically punching him in the groin uh, to try and revive yeah. him. And then it, it, he's like sort of closes his eyes and then opens his eyes and, and gets back up. And he's in the street. The street's empty. And he turns around and he sees someone walking away. And I knew, like, it's Keith. It's got to be Keith. It could be anyone else. Because exactly like you said, that's his guide. That's his, you know, that's been his, that's his life mentor. You know, for all this time growing up, this is the, the this is the role model, the man that he turned to, to go, 
this is who I want to be like. This is, you know, someone who's humble, who has, you know, all these great qualities. And I want to try and replicate that as best as I possibly can. And, you know, it's, he runs to him and he goes to him. He's like, excuse me, he doesn't realize who it's going to be at first because obviously he doesn't know kind of what state he's in. And then it's, you know, big, the big surprise. And it's lovely to see Keith back. I mean, there were two sides of Craig Sheffer in this episode that were just fantastic. Uh, you, you couldn't have asked for more from someone's return to, to, uh, to a series when, they're, when their character is dead. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. Mm. And it's funny, this is an episode that I guess I didn't know how I felt about it, but um, watching it this time, I really in- enjoyed it. And... Uh, like it even it made me like emotional towards the end when well we'll get to it but okay well let's talk about the two sides so obviously we know that yeah Keith is is gonna is guiding Lucas and basically showing him well look let's see what happens if you weren't such a good guy you know because Lucas's point is what's the point in doing being a good person doing all these good things if you just get punished for it anyway and Haiti gets hit by a car and I'm you know almost I'm dying or who knows what's going on and you know Dan's in prison or jail or whatever and blah 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 (laughs) um but let's talk about Dan Dan is in jail I I appreciate the fact they put flip-flops on him I know you'd hate that but that's realistic that that would be perfect prison for me wouldn't it (laughs) literally torture yeah <laughs> everyone's in flip-flops <laughs> excellent there you go. um and then dan sees keith but so what are we saying here this is actually happening but this is uh in dan's mind because gone no no I'm, no I'm nodding along with you because you, you what you're saying is right so... yeah i know but i want to hear you and then i want you to i want you to do the impression of the line what line? Yeah, I think I forgive you, Danny. Oh. No, take it back. I forgive you. And then the final line. But yeah, go on. I don't know what it is, but okay. Um, and any scene with Dan is is Dan. It's not it's top. It's top notch. It's not Lucas involved, but yeah, absolutely, it's top notch. Oh right, it's great stuff. Yes. But it's it's not it's not Lucas relevant because um, we see a different side to Keith and the different side to Keith is Dan's perception of Keith. So Dan's going through some psychological shit right now. Um, it's all a bit funky weird, isn't it? And, you know, he doesn't see the kid anymore. He sees the, the, the grown up version, the version that he killed. And that fantastic moment where he's like, I forgive you, Dan, and pulls his jacket, you know, open and you just see the blood like pouring through where the, like the, the bullet hole was, you know, um, what a great moment. And then, yeah, the the shouty, the shoutiness, and it's just this psychological torment that's just going on in his own head, and and what he perceives, and what he thinks he can see, and then when he runs to the window, and it's like God, and Keith's face appears, and there's blood everywhere, and I I thought He's, that was brilliant. I have to say that was a really really good moment. He says, um, well, firstly, wait before that point, he says. Uh, I was wondering when you were going to turn up. The ghost version of you is getting annoying at this point, <laughs> which is hilarious. But it's, he says, you know, I forgive you, Danny. I forgive you. I forgive you. He's like, take it back, take it back. It's like, I forgive you. And then he goes to the gl- other side of the glass, like bleeding or whatever. And he says, but hell won't, mm. you know, like as in, but 
So Dan obviously feels like he's going to go to hell, you know. But yeah, I love that scene. It was brilliant. But he, like to Nathan, he's trying to say, "Look, I deserve to be here. This is I, yeah. this is what I've done." And Nathan's like, "No, you know, don't talk like that. You you're you, you know you're being a great dad." And he's trying to Nathan's trying to you know compliment him and say thank you so much for kind of saving my life. But he's like, "I deserve to be here. I've done some things that are pretty bad, and you know." Don't worry about me. I'm just going to crack on. But Dan's not going to be in jail for long, is he? He's not going to be in prison for long. I can't. I can't Wait. see him being in prison for long. Hang on, hang on. He. I, what I liked what he said was he said I had good intentions but didn't set a good example. Yeah, and that's so often the case with things. It's like people don't do bad things intentionally, but they don't follow through on you know or they yeah set a bad example okay so yeah so you don't think he's gonna what because he's the mayor because he's dan scott or what no there's a fantastic moment of uh again of dan's inner mind working uh and you know the the portrayal of keith saying something that makes me think he's gonna get out um what did he say because he says uh he questions dan Dante, he questions Dante being killed by Nathan. You know, and he says, oh, was he? Was he? You know, you sure? You, you sure you, you're not seeing it properly? And he can't really, really questions it. So it makes me think that Dante actually died on impact when he crashed. Um, or like something, had, yeah, but something had happened and he had died before. And it, it'll be potentially proven that he died before, you know, Dan, uh, before Nathan had punched him, but Dan obviously taking the blame. So potentially you're saying he died on impact and then his dead body was punched in the face several times by two different men. Well, his face was punched several oh, no, times by Dan one person. Dan, but Dan punched sorry, the floor. Dan, yeah. yeah, Dan didn't punch. Yeah, my bad. So my bad. I, I can't uh, see Dan being in prison for long. It, can I just say, you know, they at the, at the beginning, they showed the crash again. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Dan is punching the floor, you hear a, like a break. And then he puts his hand up and you were saying he's got like the, he's doing like the shaky little finger. Yeah. I think he's trying to illustrate that he broke that finger, right? Yeah. That's a broken finger. I would agree. Right. Okay. And I believe the line of um, where Dan says he reaches for Dante's pulse and says he's dead. The camera then shifts to Nathan, and then I think it was ADR'd in when he says, you killed him, son. I don't think that was there when they originally shot it. I think it's ADR'd in, because otherwise you'd have a a dramatic shot of Dan saying it and then go to Nathan for the reaction. Mm. I think they put that in in post-production. Oh, maybe, yeah. That's a good shout, yeah. Okay, um, so we'll see about Dan. Let's talk about... So we we already discussed with Sophie about the the graves and the big thing I was saying is did you notice on Peyton's grave that she was born in 1988? No, which means <laughs> that the characters in One Tree Hill are just a little bit younger than us mm. in real life, which I thought is <laughs> crazy because now if Lucas walked into this room right now, we'd be like the same age. Yeah, yeah, there'd be probably less than a year apart so more reason to the point that i am lucas eugene say it with me scott 
and you are Marvin. Say it with me. <laughs> no. Mal. No. Mick. No. Never. I'd rather... Not enough mouth in this episode. I'd rather be Fergie. <laughs> if you had, if you were mouth, you'd have an absolutely massive wang. <laughs> Poor Gigi. It's one in two. Oh god. Oh god. Oh Gigi. She's only little. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> His mouth whips it out and there's a solar eclipse. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Suddenly the light goes dark in the room. Okay, so uh, let's talk about Keith then. So we we get... There's the bit with Karen where she's in like the chapel and, and they're having this sort of conversation. Lucas is saying he wants to know about eternal life and uh, the afterlife and all these kind of things. Is he going to see... Am I going to see you again? I thought that Chad Michaels Murray, Chad, Chad <laughs> God, this is a Sophia's Bush situation again. <laughs> Chad Michael Murray's acting was really on point in this episode, like especially the point that you, the bit where you pointed out earlier when he's like, "I don't want to see this, I don't want to see this." Like it was really believable, and the points at the end where they're in the body shop, and oh, it's nice to be in the body shop again. Mm. And he, he was, you know, saying, you know, I. I want to see, I want to be with you. I want to be able to see you. Like, I don't want to, you know, be alone and all of those kind of things. I thought he did really well. I mean, what, anything you want to say about any of that or like what you think is going to happen with the whole open your eyes? Because obviously Lucas opens his eyes and it looks like as if he had remembered something or what, what do you, what's going on here? There's got to be some detail that that's playing on his mind, whether he remembers, you know, the the time difference between the gunshots or something like that. And, re, you know, remember seeing um, Dan walking in, you, you know, crossing. They, they must have crossed paths at some point, you know, for him to, to be carrying Peyton out and Dan then walking in after a gunshot had gone off, you know, so that there must be an element where he is remembering there's a detail in his head that is there that that will trigger him to think, okay, Dan did it. And then it's about going out and proving it. Um, I'm I'm still not sure about who this person is that's writing stuff on the walks, whether that was Dan doing that himself and not knowing he's doing it, or there's someone who is a witness to to what has happened. So yeah, I don't know whether Lucas is then going to uncover who that is and, and kind of push to, to bring the, get the get the truth out i I don't know i'm not sure but uh, again i can't see dan being in jail for that long i think he's too clever and too like cunning as much as at the moment he wants to be in there because he feels like that's the right place for him i i I think something like it's going to be proven that dante is already dead or like had a seizure or something like that and it, it wasn't you know from being smashed in the face a few times that killed him it was the impact or you know whatever it may be so um, I think Dan will be let out for that, and then it will be Lucas's mission to to get him back in jail for the for the murder of Keith, or you know, some sort of vengeance. Okay, we will <laughs> see. And then I think last but not least, really, is Nathan. I mean, we've kind of discussed parts of him. I think maybe the big part we haven't discussed is uh, when he's on the bridge 
But I guess now, uh, yeah, because Lucas and Keith are there, then we don't know. But there's the bit where he's like, why did you save me, Keith? Why did you... I, I have to be real. I thought he did a great job in the rest of the episode, but that bit was a little bit pantomime, like a little bit. And when he sort of walked off, it was a bit stilted. Is that wrong to say? No, it's not wrong to say at all. I think there's there's going to be moments, isn't there, with, you know, each actor, each performer, they, they're going to have moments where you think, we, we probably could have done that a bit better, but, you know, imagine what they got rid of. Imagine what's on the cutting room floor. So. <laughs> that was that was a best I mean, of a bad bunch. <laughs> yeah. hey, he, I mean, he's good. He is a good actor. It's just, I don't know, it was a bit, that scene was a bit stilted. Um, and then obviously Hayley wakes up at the end, which is great. And the baby's okay, which is amazing. Did you think the baby would be okay? No, you didn't, did you? You I thought didn't. the baby was... Yeah, I thought Hayley would on, yeah. come out of it and the baby might not survive. Um, so that's pleasing. That's good news. There's a little little crazy heartbeat going off in there. Um, so yeah, nice. Really good moment. So hopefully she gets out soon and um, yeah, I think... It will kind of be the next episode be focused on Haley recovering, finding out the truth of of what Nathan was saying. You know, she might have a bit of a hazy memory herself, but go, you were saying something before we got hit. What were you saying? And he'd be like, oh, no, it was nothing. Uh, And and don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. (laughs) You know, bears there. Um, (laughs) There needs to be a moment of her questioning why she's been hit by a car. Because, you, you know, he said, you know, why I played like crap for the first half of the game is, you know, and was basically going to admit it. Um, and then she got hit by a rather large vehicle. So um, I, I think that's going to come into play and come into question. I also think if Dan is acquitted because Dante, for whatever reason, wasn't murdered by um, Nathan, I almost think that Dan is the sort of person that would not tell Nathan and say, oh, I got let out because of a technicality but you still killed him and he'll use that against nathan somehow mm-hmm. evil. yeah well he is a bit isn't he <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's not, not my evil mind at work there it's just me trying to figure down out <laughs> i'd love it if nathan was like do you remember what, you know i i played like crap for the first half of you know the state final i actually had diarrhea <laughs> yeah um, the shits <laughs> I didn't know, but if you eat a whole tube of polos, they work as a diuretic. I found that out done the hard way. Oh, no. And then you read the fine print. I don't just eat polos one at a time. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, let's have yeah. it. Extra strong mints? Same? I can't have them. They're not vegetarian. Oh, soft mints? No, uh, I'm not 100% sure. Mentos, you can have. Smash them down, mate. Get them down, yeah. <laughs> well... Shall we uh, shall we head into judgment land? I think we should. Let's do it. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and what Dom? How could you not? Then help us out. Check us out. Support us if you want. <laughs> at Raven <laughs> Ravenshoops dot net. Why Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But they also go through nets ravenshoops.net you can also support us for free by leaving a rating a review really helps us out i need 26 more to get to my 200 mark please sort out please just 
again, your phone, five star. Whoever lives with you, phone, five star. A close friend or neighbor, five star. It's nice and easy. I've got I've, people, uh, I live in near enough, you know, I live in Hertfordshire in the UK and someone that lives in Georgia, USA, has five starred our podcast for me. There you go. There you go. Around the globe. And what have you done today? The listener who we love and respect. Look at yourself in the mirror, hard look, and think, have you done enough today to get us reviews? And if you haven't, get to work. <laughs> Put your finger out. Okay. <laughs> and put it on someone's phone and get a review. Five star. Dom, yeah. who's your favorite <laughs> who's your favorite performer of this episode? It's difficult. It. There's like three Let or four. Yeah, CMM. Come on. I'm actually thinking Paul Johansson slash really Craig Sheffer. Oh, because I think their scene was much better than the rest than anyone else's. But CMM's one in the school hallway was really good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Paul Johansson, but massive honourable shout out to CMM. (laughs) What about you, my friend? I am going to go with, if you're the prince, then of course he is the king, except he's done many movies recently with Bruce Willis, and most of them on IMDb have a score of three or less. Oh, gosh. I think we should watch one on the podcast, on the Zoom It'd be great. Chad, Michael, motherfucking Murray. Nice. <laughs> That's C-M-M-M-M-M. Uh, who's your favourite character? Keith. Keith slash Dan, but Keith. And what about yours? If I Well, I'll take both of my hands and i put them down for Keith. Yeah. Scott. He's back. You, you can't not give it to him. He's back. He's guiding the shit out of Lucas in his fucking <laughs> drug comatose state and he's terrifying the shit out of Dan in his fucking psychological lunatic state so yeah what's not love what's not to love about Keith in this episode I would have loved it if some, when he went into when he was haunting or whatever Dan in his cell if he'd started off with hey boozy <laughs> yeah welcome back boozy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was good uh favorite background performer one line or less i really struggled with this i really struggled because i'd noticed when i got to pretty much the end of the episode i wasn't looking for background performers i was kind of invested mm-hmm. in what everyone was doing and you kind of only really see five, five or six people so um there's people in the schoolyard when they when the the lift door opens and you see brooke um Brooke, Brooke is kind of a goth look was uh, uh, an interesting turn. I, I think that's something they should explore more. Um, but whoever was in the background, I'm going to pick one of them because I, I couldn't pinpoint one person in the in the background on this episode. So I apologize for my bad work there. But yes, that. And what do you have someone? Yes, I'm hoping you're going to let me get away with it. Um, you're going to say the surgeon. No. The hairy-backed no, no, no. surgeon. 
<laughs> if he ever needed a hair transplant, he's got a field back there. Yeah. You know. It's coming out of his scrubs. <laughs> I need an extra size up. Why? I have a forest on my back. <laughs> and it's escaping. You need netting, my friend. <laughs> Don't worry about scrubbing your hands. You need a sort of yeah, netting. Uh, well, um, Peyton, old Peyton that stood by the gravesite. Do you know what the actress doesn't have a line? Do you know what I was gonna? I was gonna pick um, Lucas's body as my as my background performer, but I wasn't sure you'd let me pick that. <laughs> I'd let you take Lucas's body when he when it goes past Lucas in the hospital because that's obviously some other sort of blonde haired eyeliner wearing <laughs> white guy laid in the thing. Th- yeah, okay, so I'll go with that, and you get Peyton as old Peyton. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good deal. Like I it. like that deal. Good, good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. Favorite. You well, obviously everyone knows we don't care about the music, but favorite song. Uh <laughs> care about the music the music uh I, the the best song that has ever been sh- played in um one tree hill is babe i'm gonna leave you by led zeppelin uh, undoubtedly best song probably the best moment to put it as well um although kasabian has been played but still led zeppelin was amazing but in this episode i've gone for a song called non-believer by la rocca don't ask me where it was <laughs> Perfect. Well, that that Led Zeppelin song, I put it in the intro. Yeah, you know, it's, per- I knew. it's perfect. I had control over music, but not the you know inserts. I was John Nordstrom <laughs> to Sarah. I'm not going to say that you were Mark Schwann, Sarah. I would never do that to you. You were. You were John Williams to her Spielberg. Perfect. <laughs> That's better. Perfect. That's much better. <laughs> Um, the <laughs> what's what did you I, have a favorite song? I right, my favorite song is the John Nordstrom uh, score, but this isn't a cop out because <laughs> I think this might be one of the first introductions of what's called the like the Naily theme, okay, which was playing. It was an actual like theme that plays when just when Naily are on screen together, right? And uh, yeah, that came in. It's very subtle. I'll point it out if it's in tonight's watch along. Favorite line. Uh, I just closed my note because I'm an idiot. It was, um, you don't know, you know, for a spirit, you suck at this. Lucas is like, I like that. (laughs) Um, yours. I think I'm going to go with, there's a lot of good sentimental ones, um, about, you know, it matters how you being a good person matters, doing good things. It matters to other people. Uh, but I'm going to go with, um, you know, I forgive you, Danny. You know, take it back. And then he's like, but hell won't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he does it in the, I'm going to go with that. Nice. And then last but not least is the precious, precious rating. Dom, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Dom, during the duration of this conversation, did it increase or decrease or stay the same? It may have increased. Are you ready to say it after three? Did you have all the same things? Number stayed the same. Oh, uh, I think it's also gone up. Okay. Because the way you've talked about it, it makes me think it's really layered and 
well written and all the rest of it. Obviously, I know Sophie's number as well. I'll tell you afterwards. One, two, three, seven. Oh. oh my god! Sophie's was a nine. <laughs> not, will- not willing to go down to an eight. I asked. I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's a, a, a an eight or not. I was at six for so long. Well, look on your on your advice. I'm going to message the waiting room. <laughs> make them wait. Make put. Can you put hashtag make them wait, please? <laughs> I want them to then hear this back and know that I was massively involved. <laughs> they think that anyway. I don't. I can't do a hashtag on here. Yes, you can. You press option and three. Oh, got it. All right. Well, well, well. So quick. <laughs> Make them Ma- wait. Mac users, yo. <laughs> I have. I've done it. Um. Okay. So, um, so I, I, I was at a, what we're going to do then. I was at a six for so long with this episode, thinking it's a wonderful life. It's it's like a carbon copy. It's really nice to see Keith back, but it, in discussion with you, it has made me think. Okay, there's, you know, I had thought a lot more about it than I was expecting to to kind of talk about, um, and there was a, there were a lot of layers to it, um, whether that be emotional, spiritual, you know, actual. There, there was a lot there, but I don't think it's more than a seven. But what, but what are we going to do here? Because I mean, I think it's really good. I'll go down to a nine. But we, we got, Sophie had made a choice. Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, I don't even really want to go to an eight. I'd be willing to go to an eight because of those elements. But. There is something we can do in this. You know there is oh. something we can do. We could put it to a poll. No. At ravenshoops.net and let the ravens decide whether it should be... Oh, I say what, this is what I can do for you. What about this? I'll go to a nine, so I agree with Sophie, and then we could put it out that it's not people vote for whatever. It's, it's, they, it's either a seven or it's a nine. Okay. Like they can only vote for either a seven or a nine, yeah. and then it's that's it. Okay. Are you happy with that? Because then you might win I don't th- on a seven. I don't think we're going to come to another resolution, though, are we? Either way. Because I, I don't... It's not It's not an eight. It's not an eight. Some of the performances were a bit shaky. Like Mark Schwann, why the fuck's he in it? I, I, didn't, get, oh. I didn't get that point at all. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll take a point off for that, of Like course. Nathan on the bridge. Um, oh, you fought it too with the stilted. Yeah, yeah. There's, just, there's a couple of other moments, but, you know, Dan... And Keith's scene in the the cell was the best scene, and then Lucas in the hallway asking for the scene the the kind of image to be taken away again was a great scene. The rest of it was just kind of we're just kind of plodding along. I didn't really care about Peyton and Brooke under the bridge. I didn't really care about the the rest of what was going on. I just wanted to to kind of get back. To, I see what you. I, I kind of. You're I kind of wanted. To, you're convincing the Ravens, so they will vote with I you. I wanted to get I back to, to Dan and Keith and and all the funky craziness there, but there there wasn't enough of that in the episode. So yeah, it's a, all right. It's a well, seven. I'll put. Well done, everyone. Well, we'll we'll see. I'll put it on ravenshoops.net oh, hey, and then oh. I'll update you. <laughs> I, I can't say that actually. It's very much my job. <laughs> I just thought that when you leant back and there was your company logo there. Um, 
well we'll up i'll update you on the next episode of what the results were we appreciate everyone for listening thank you appreciate all of the support and uh last thing to say dom would be ravens on free but who will you be when you do that <laughs> who do you want to be okay i want you to be me <laughs> uh okay no i'm kidding i'm kidding that was a joke it's a joke deep that was so deep there's not enough corona i don't i don't <laughs> erm that much do i no, do i do i erm a lot no no i was okay. kidding i was kidding i, I think i erm and are more than anyone so okay i don't know if i can do an impression of you but i'll try can you say ravens on three for me ravens on three ravens no wait wait in my in my actual voice <clears throat> Ravens on free. Ravens on free. You make me sound like I'm from Essex. One, two, three. Like Ollie Mers. Ravens! Ravens.